This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the 3BC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you are listening to Awall Airwaves on the 3BC. And now, here's today's river tip from Skipper Bill of the Congo Connie. Bill says if you're going to listen to Three Sheets, make sure you grab a drink, flash some skin, and keep the kids away from the hippo. Thanks, Bill. And finally, passengers requesting that Cheetahs tone down the debauchery should be referred directly to the booking office, where they will receive immediate medical treatment. Fuck that little pig. Now that is phenomenal. I've never been to the other Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're four average guys with love for all things Disney. I'm Scott, and joining me on this week's show are two guys who have side jobs as professional belly dancers. Adam. That's not me. And Tim. How do you say hi in Morocco? Salam? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Salam. Yeah, I think. But um, is it Moroccan? Is that a language? Arabic. But also joining us as a special guest filling in for Mikey is the only man who can understand my burden of having spectacular hair, Josh Wozni. Hey, hey. Wait, I thought he was the belly dancer. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Do you belly dance? Yeah. I, I could start. The hair after, could. after a few beers, you might. <laughs> I mean, we'll see where that goes. Take Drink a few beers at, uh, at Morocco and find out. You never know. Uh, we're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab a casa beer, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. Have you guys ever drank in Morocco? No. Mm, nope. I'm not a fan of casa beer. No, I, I, it's funny. I, I almost was going to look for some to try to have it, and I'm like, I don't know. Never seen it out outside the park. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I'd find it at like World Market or something, but I just... I said forget it. In fact, the only time we ever eaten there is at the food and wine booth in the flower and garden booth. Oh, true story. I've eaten, I've eaten at Marrakesh. It's really, actually, really good. I'll, I I'll, haven't been, I haven't been there in a while. But we'll talk about, we'll talk about a little bit about the food later. Um, tonight, Tim, what are you drinking? I've got some more Mad Elf. I'm trying to kill this six pack last week. Which one is that one again? It is the uh, cherry the tr- trogues. Yeah, trogues cherry brewed. It's a seasonal beer. Which is, I'm surprised that we still have some, because it's winter. It's a winter beer, so like a Christmas season beer. Interesting. Sounds good, though. It looks good. It's really good, and it's hot. It's 11.5%. Oh, okay. So that's like 60% alcohol right there. Mm. Yeah, you just got back. Adam, what are you drinking tonight? I actually have a gin and tonic. And because it's St. Paddy's Day, I'm doing the gunpowder Irish gin, which is fucking amazing it's really Is fucking it really? good really nice. good gin like how is that compared to like bombay and your your go-to which is sapphire bombay is a little more spicy mm-hmm. it has a lot more spice this is a lot more floral okay it's a lot it it has a it doesn't have like the peppery taste that you get from bombay 
This is uh, this is very floral, and it's really smooth. And it's really good. Nice, nice. Uh, Josh, what do you got tonight? Uh, I have the Rabbit Hole PX Cask Bourbon. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's got a little bit of sweetness. It's pretty spicy. Uh, I figured it was the right choice for this evening, being that Spain is uh, in close proximity to Morocco. It's quite close. Um, yeah, I, I mean, couldn't find anything Moroccan <laughs> to go with. Because um, the only thing I've ever ever, ever had at Morocco is the Casa beer. Don't they have wines, though? They do, and I don't remember... I don't think I've ever had wine, because the time we went to Marrakesh, I'm pretty sure I drank Casa beer, which is is good. It's got a little, like, banana flavor to it. Does it really? It's got a little... Yeah, like yeah, hit, hits a banana. It's, it's good. It's a solid walking beer. I don't think I've ever had it. I'm sure I have. I just... It's not something that I, I need to go out of my way to try. So I, too, decided, you know what, have to have some, like, Spanish influence because, you know, the the Moors from Morocco actually had a big influence on Spain. So I figured I would also go with a uh, sherry-finished whiskey. But because it is St. Patrick's Day, I went with some Redbreast uh, Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey. So this is the Loose Stow Edition, which is uh, chilled, or it's... um. Non-chill filtered and then aged in Loustau, uh, pour, uh, Loustau sherry barrels, which is like a, uh, I guess it's a Oloroso. Yeah, it's an Oloroso sherry. So it's nice and sweet and spicy and all those uh, dark fruits, prunes and figs and dates that you get from a nice uh, Oloroso sherry. I love sherry finished whiskeys. I absolutely, it's one of my favorite ways to enjoy a whiskey is that after it's been finished in a sherry cask it just does something special magical magic yeah, ma- magic it's magic yeah i mean it takes ardbeg and finish that in sherry barrels and adam oh, loves so it. i didn't expect to like it as much as i did and i'm never gonna live <laughs> it down so there was that too between ardbeg and oa and uh brooklotic scottish barley heavily pitted scottish barley i don't think adam can enjoy an Isla any other way. Well, I think I, I must be a... I'm not a fan of the overly smoky, just smoke taste. It just, it has to have something mm. else on the back end of it. Yeah, I I love it. I have not tried that Ardbeg yet, and I need to get my hands on some. It's good. It sounds it's delicious. It's really delicious. Good. It's very good. Now, you've had the Lore, which is also another finished whiskey. Yep. Uh, Isla finished whiskey, and they've they've got uh, a heavily, heavily influenced by the sherry finished whiskeys there, too. Yeah, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. That one was real good. That, that's good. Um, yeah, so uh, so I got some Iri- I got some Irish whiskey. Now, did anyone drink it again today? <laughs> no. I, I did not. Green beer? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Real, real not. Irish people don't. I've drink never green. had a beer that's been dyed green in my life. I have. <laughs> I had to have at some point, but it was probably when I was a lot younger. I just don't remember ever having it. <laughs> I mean, I did grow yeah. up in New York. I'm sure I've had a green beer. I mean, I I went to school in Chicago. I definitely had my share of green beer. I mean, shit, they'd even dye the river green just for one freaking day. So yeah, I mean, I've had I've had my share of Budweiser dyed green. It's okay. Closest I've had is the Bud in the green bottle with the shamrocks on it. 
Ah, oh, yes, I was just going to say Bud Light Lime, and I was going to butt the hang up on you. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, see. No, I, I don't do that either. I'd be scrounging for a new guest host real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Ultimate Epcot. All of us at Three Sheets to the Mouse are glad to have you with us as we go through land by land, pavilion by pavilion, and choose the greatest and best of all Epcot. And now, for the safety of those around you, we ask that you grab your drink, walk slowly to the person next to you, and toast them. Welcome to Ultimate Epcot. Look, tonight on Three Sheets of Mouse, we're going to go back to our ultimate Epcot. Now, we haven't been we haven't been here in a while. Um, this all started back on episode 33, where we did the uh, Future World. We did Future World in one night, and that is most famous for Adam saying, I can drive 65 miles an hour on the freeway, suck my dick. I still don't remember that episode. Which, today is like the 20th anniversary of Test Track. Which is, is it really? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 1999. Yeah. Uh, Shit, I, that's old. I often old. forget that yeah, because really it old. was delayed so many times that I, I can't remember yeah, it was when supposed it actually to, It opened. was supposed to open in, like, 1997 or 98. Yeah, it I was... early early 98, and it finally opened in 1999. And then it was constantly down. And it was constantly down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... it's it, that's only the second iteration of those cars too I mean in 20 years that's a long time that's a long time especially well, for those t- for those cars the original issue was the tires the tires yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't keep, keep tires. up tires and the brakes well they still change yeah. tires like religiously I remember hearing the number and I was astounded by how many tires they go through every day week month year it's nuts they just blow up that whole ride and start over no I like that ride <laughs> I I really I used, to. It I used to before the Tron overlay. Yep, yep, it was so much better before. Oh no, no doubt about it. I mean, I I would prefer. Even the, the, the original Q was better than what's there now. So, so now better. it's just a, a GM uh, car show. It's not even I mean, real like, cars. No, no, it's these weird concept-looking things that will never That's get built. Never happen. Ever. They're not practical. I, mean, I enjoy. I enjoy Test Track, even the way it is. I enjoy it. Do you really? I do. I, I absolutely do enjoy it. I, I, I wish it was the old Test Track. I think it's better. Um, my favorite but I part do of, enjoy going on the ride. My favorite part about the new attraction is the the game beforehand. Like, building your car. Building That's your my car. favorite oh, part. Yes. Which, yes. You can go right up the exit and bypass the whole queue line and just go or if you get, if you go up to the anyway. GM lounge you can go and play on one by yourself for as long as you want <laughs> that's true that's true but here's the thing uh, though. You, you you can't see who did what in the car with you that way like i want to see my ranking oh no no you can you can you can go into the exit and and look we talked about all this on episode 59 when we did the kind of uh, DHD of 
test track, mm -hmm. you can actually go to the exit, and there's like three or four stations where you can swipe your magic band and pre like pre-design a car before you even get to the thing, so that you you don't you're not limited by those five and a half minutes or six minutes. Well, don't they have, have that design. little track too in there that it's you can? Yes. Yeah, there's a screen that does yeah. a simulated. You can build a car and see how it would mm -hmm. perform yeah. without having to do the ride. Well, see, but I'm competitive sometimes, and I want to be the top <laughs> in the car, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you can still do all that. What you do is you take your magic band when you're all done, and then you go on the ride, and you swipe see, your See, but I don't want to have to go band. on the ride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Skip well, the ride ride. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time I rode that, it, it turned into a thunderstorm just as we went into the, the queue where you build mm -hmm. your car, and we were stuck in that room for like 25 minutes. And they eventually came and they said, okay, we're going to let you out the back door and you can go around the back of Test Track because we're not going to reopen because it's really stormy. That was that was interesting. Um, we got to see kind of out back there when we went out and back down the stairs, but uh, yeah, that was not fun getting stuck the last, in that amount of time. last time we rode it was when we went to the GM Lounge and the Camaro had just came out, the new Camaro had just came out. And when you first come outside the track, if you look down, there's just a field of new Camaros just sitting down in the middle of the test track. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we so back on back on episode 33, we talked all about Future World, and we actually voted on which it's iteration. So derailed. Of, yeah, I know it's, it's derailed. That was uh, quick. What, which iteration? Not even ten of, minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> which iteration of each ride, each area we preferred the most. So uh, go back and check that out. Um, it, and that's what we're doing here. We're going through country by country and kind of talking about each one and voting on the best aspects of each one as well. So we did Canada on episode four because we started in Canada. And or episode 64. Um, the UK Pavilion we did on episode 69. And... The French Pavilion we did on episode 76. So we, uh, we, we've covered those three, and it's time now to, uh, to go across the Straits of Gibraltar and head across the Mediterranean for a little North African fair in Morocco. So as we continue our ultimate Epcot tour around World Showcase, we stop and take a look at probably one of the, mo the more passed-over pavilions. Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, there's no ride. There's no show. It's really... Just food and shopping. Yeah, food and shopping. I mean, it's fitting we're doing it this week too because today there were, and yesterday there were so many photos posted of the dick wall. Yeah, yes. the dick wall is getting famous. Dick Fun. wall is getting famous. It's funny. Fun like I posted twinkie. a, <laughs> I posted a picture of me like in front of the dick wall seven years ago, and people still to this day are like, "What is this? Where is this thing?" I can't believe I, this I had no Disney. idea it was there until you posted it. And we've been in the back of that pavilion many times. And I had no idea it was there until you posted that photo. Yeah. I Once didn't... you see it, you can never unsee right. it. Yeah, never. <laughs> uh, so we're going to stop and take a look at, at Morocco. And um, so first, obviously, we need to get a little background, a little history about what this pavilion is, why it was built, and where it comes from. So Adam, Professor Adam, is going to take that yes. away and uh, talk a little bit about the history. Well, I couldn't <coughs> find too, too much, believe it or not. I do, the stuff that I found is kind of interesting, though. So it was actually the first expansion pavilion to be added to the World Showcase back in September 7th, 1984. Which is kind of interesting then when you think about it, because this pavilion doesn't have a ride. Or, like, any kind of show. So it was, it was a really 
kind of strange add-on, if you ask me. You think they would have added on to include more rides in, in future? I, I wonder if that if the king had anything to do with that. Like, God, it's good to be the king. <laughs> Sorry, if he didn't want to have like an attraction in the pavilion, maybe. But we'll even a movie him. or Is something. Yeah, give him a yeah, call. movie or. Yeah, movie. I mean, what? It's kind of tough to think of what you could put in there. I mean. The technology for something like a flying carpet ride wouldn't have existed then. Soren over Morocco? Soren over Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Strap on your feature, flying carpet. Featuring the crooked dick Listen, wall. If the yes, Moroccan exactly. government ever stops uh, <laughs> funding this pavilion, I guarantee you the Elden Aladdin ride will go Oh, there. there's no doubt about it. Oh, right. no doubt about it. This oh, will absolutely. be turned into the Agrabah pavilion. Oh, yeah. So... As we mentioned, King Hassan actually sent some Moroccan artists to design and create many of the actual mosaics that are currently there, which is kind of cool. But due to as Islamic religious beliefs, you won't see any people in any of these. Mm-hmm. So there's no, and that's just due to, and I don't know the whole religion, and I didn't go down that it, rabbit hole. So it, it's that um, they believe that only Allah can create life and so by even like making pictures of people that's giving life to things so they they don't believe that it's uh it's proper fair enough and the government also actually sponsors the pavilion whereas to, to, most, to this day exactly where most of your other pavilions if they have any kind of sponsorship or no sponsored by corporations or actually like stores mm-hmm. so like japan like japan like okay. i think even the italy store yes Yes, is it, it, the Italy Pavilion is is sponsored? That store is like smells like a French whorehouse sometimes, but <laughs> it, it's just it, it is what it is. It, it's very overwhelming. I think the only other one that's sponsored by the government is the Chinese Pavilion, right? I, don't know I if it's think sponsored. so. Canada still has a little bit of money flow, flowing to it, but not as representative as Morocco does. Yeah. No. No, definitely not. Nobody sponsors the pavilion with as much funding as Morocco does. I'd like to see that check every month of what they send to Disney to keep that going. It's probably not that much. There's not. There's. Here's the thing: the maintenance on that place is next to nothing. Yeah, there's no light bulbs to change. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there are light yeah, bulbs. No light. They just don't light it <laughs> not up. Not an for illumination light bulbs. <laughs> There's no ride. There's no staffing requirements that are above and beyond some like food and beverage. So, yeah, no maintenance for much of anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the dick wall pretty dick much wall takes nice care of itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to you got to keep that dick wall spit shined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking today. You know, we joke about the poo wall with all the germs on it, of people like, you know hugging up on it and whatever. The dick wall sees a lot of action. I think the, the, it's probably runner-up from the most germs. Well, of course it sees action. Haven't you seen the size of that? <laughs> God. Mm. Yeah, I'm quite jealous. <laughs> Scott's a bit of a size queen, can't you, Jamie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, so. The pavilion itself is designed to look like an average Moroccan city, and you have a realistic... And here we go with my pronunciation of these words, which are going to get destroyed. <laughs> minaret. Yeah, minaret. You got That's it. That's right. Yeah. Shocking of all shock. And um, it's the only pavilion with the country's government aided in the design like we discussed already. Um, you gain insight to the lifestyles and the culture of the Moroccan, Moroccan people. 
Um, you have a little gallery with art and some history as well. You have a Fez house. I know how to say Fez because it's the hat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's supposed to be representative of a real Moroccan house. Further inside the pavilion, you actually have North African plants. So you have citrus trees, date palms, olive trees, and some fountains as well. And uh, this uh, is the really cool part is that like that courtyard garden with that beautiful... And I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit in the architecture section, but it's just a wonderful place to just sit down at night. It's so perfectly lit. It is so... It's it's Honestly, it's one of the top romantic spots in Epcot. Well, it's got a dick wall. Well, <laughs> yes, it does. It's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> you take your girl to the dick wall. And Nine months later... <laughs> Baby Dick Wall. <laughs> We're gonna name him Aladdin. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, so, do you want to go over the actual structures? Yeah, we could do that. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because um, just looking yeah, at so these words, and I'm like. <laughs> I so will just beauty- go over real quick The reason why it's not lit up Is because a lot of the buildings that Scott's going to discuss Actually have a significant religious Significance So that's the main reason Why this is not lit up As pretty at night with illumination So the only reason, yeah. And it's also the reason why Norway stays dark Notice how I didn't say Arendelle Because it's Norway yeah. Should have been Norway Arendelle doesn't exist Where's Arendelle? Never find it. Have you seen it on a map? I haven't not, seen it on a map. Not on my map. I do have a Christmas ornament with one on it. We have a Christmas ornament. It's a map of, Nor- of Arendelle. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, right you, next to, uh, it's right next to Middle Earth and uh, yeah. Westeros. It's actually shaped kind of similar to Westeros. A little bit. It is kind of shaped like Westeros. Um, but so, yes, the, the pavilion itself is actually divided into two sections. Uh, the old city, or the Medina, and the new city, the Ville Nouveau. And so, essentially, when you walk in, you're almost at a coastal town, like Casablanca. It is designed to be on the, ri- on the water, on the sea, which w- many ships will come in and they'll bring goods to, uh, to the country. Uh, there's actually a, uh, a beautiful water wheel uh, on the water that actually works and actually provides water to the gardens in that very first uh, section of the pavilion over by Spice Road Table because in Morocco it's obviously an arid dry desert they would actually aqueduct the the water to the farms and to the uh, to the gardens so very very cool there but guarding the entrance to the Moroccan pavilion is and the Ville Nouveau the, the first part when you walk to the pavilion is a reproduction of the Kutubia Minaret of Marrakesh. So this is an actual minaret that is, well, in real life it's 204 feet tall, not so much here. Uh, but it's the prayer tower of the 12th century mosque there. And so this minaret is an actual, is, is an Arabic word for beacon. And this is where in Islamic religions, the tower from which the faithful are called to prayer five times a day by the muezzin or the crier. And they would basically... Uh, cry out from this tower time to call for prayer and then they would do the prayer from there um, so this tower is very important not just in the culture but the, the country itself um, and now as Adam noted King Hassan did send artisans to design and create 
many of the mosaics and many of the design of the pavilion. And so this intricately carved tower really does reflect the pride and craftsmanship that the natives artisans took when they were assisting in the construction. Um, it's, it's absolutely a, a beautiful structure. It really is. Like Josh, I'm sure you've taken quite a few nice photos here. Yeah, I, I have several uh, nice pictures from, from that. It's pretty good to get a nice wide shot with that tower in the middle. And it's, it, be, it is beautifully lit up at night with like orange glow and this like amber, uh, almost like a sunset glow to it, like purples and oranges. Um, now the warm terracotta tiles, the carved plaster buildings topped with those green roofs amidst the winding alleys and stuccoed archways really add to the charm of, of Mar what Marrakesh is called the Jewel of North Africa. Uh, so this Ville Nouveau the, it contains the Royal Gallery, uh, which is just off to the left-hand side of the pavilion, and the Moroccan National Tourist Office, which actually doubles as Tangerine Cafe. Essentially, the, the backstory is that the Moroccan National Tourist Office vacated and the, uh, uh, the workers there opened up a, uh, a, a restaurant for you. Can, you can go and sit down. Uh, the flower-filled courtyard that we talked about, uh, which is surrounded by citrus and olive trees and date palms and banana plants, it's really such a cool courtyard where you can hear Moroccan music, sit down, have a Moroccan coffee, which is phenomenal from Tangerine Cafe, or a beer. But as you make your way into the pavilion, you're going to pass through a replica of the Babu Jalou, which is the old gate in Medina, or I'm sorry, in Fez, the old Medina, the old city in Fez, that leads you to the, this like bizarre area, and it's an unbelievably perfect recreation of this real world structure. It is absolutely beautiful, and all those all those mosaics on that that gate, uh, which Bob is uh, Arabic for gate, uh, are actually there. They're actually there, and they're real. Touch it feel it this is what was created i mean it's such a beautiful beautiful uh, piece of artwork as you go through this gate you're now into the old city so the walled off city the medina uh, and in real life this section of fez which is was founded in 786 by the idrisids who made the capital of morocco and made it the capital of morocco until 920 a.d and this leads to the bustling streets the uh, specialized markets where artisans create and display their handmade crafts it's a it's a really cool place to just walk through yeah, I like it. It's very pretty. It is. And it every is. time I walk through there, I feel like I'm in an Indiana Jones movie. I know it's kind of yes. weird, but you feel like you're in an Indiana Jones movie. You almost want to look over your shoulder and, and see if you're being Followed. chased by someone through the city. Or, yeah, you think like you're you know, scrambling for a basket of snakes to pop out at you. Yeah. <laughs> and what I, what I love about this area is that it really secludes you from the rest of Epcot, from the rest of Walt Disney World. You feel like you're transported away from the world. Uh, and, and they do such great, such great details in having uh, kind of conversation piped in through speakers above you in the alleyways that you feel like you're in an, uh, in an old African city. Now, these narrow alleyways will lead you to the Fez house, as Adam talked about, which is a recreation of a typical home in Fez. And there's a, there's a wonderful, first of all, this is also a great quiet place to just sit down, relax, have a drink, get out of the Florida heat, get out of the sunshine. And just enjoy quietness because this little this little courtyard is absolutely still. It's walled off to 
and the reason was it was walled off to kind of uh, take away from the you know, take you away from the city streets and enjoy a quiet retreat from the outside world. Um, so there's a little there's a little plaque there on the wall that says uh, kind of gives an ancient Moroccan proverb that says the first thing one should own is a home, and is the last thing one should sell. For a home is one's castle, this side of heaven. It's such a. Have you guys ever sat down in there? I don't know if I actually sat down. I know I've walked by it a bunch of times. Yeah. We've and never I've read the plaque. Yeah, I don't think I've really sat and paid a lot of attention. I mean, I've been in there, but it's. I'm usually looking around and it just. I'm taken back by all the detail, and I never sit and really. It's yeah. It's it's just such a beautiful, beautiful. Um, place to, to sit down and enjoy just a quiet peace of mind because no one goes in there. Very few people actually right. go in there. It's a very like you said before. It's a very overlooked pavilion. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're winding your way through the alleyways, you can walk to the uh, uh, the Nezarene Fountain, which is an actual fountain, a replica of the Nezarene Fountain in the city of Fez. It's located at the place Nezarene, which is uh, Arabic for the Square of the Carpenters. In Fez El Bali, the old section of Fez founded by the Idrisids dynasty in the 8th century. Uh, now, Moroccan artisans actually developed this unique style of abstract design, and rather than plants and animals and birds that are often found in uh, you know, Western uh, art, Moroccan decoration consists of intricate geometric patterns that you see in that tile work around the fountain. So, like, normally our fountains, like, you look at in Italy, okay, in the Italy, Italy Pavilion, and there's a small... Very small replica of the Trevi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> For those who have been to Rome, the Trevi Fountain is fucking massive. This one... Not so much. <laughs> but, you know, you always see people playing in it. So. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, there's a little shrinkage there. Um, <laughs> but this is it's a much different art style and, and it is absolutely beautiful like I love those like uh, carved um, geometric patterns with the triangles and, and the uh, like the, essentially the, the Moroccan star is what they call it it's absolutely gorgeous so lastly as you make your way back to the front of the pavilion you pass by uh, restaurant Marrakesh and then you can just head on down to the dick wall and that's what that's what this pavilion is quickly becoming famous for. Yeah, now circle, yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of sad because it is a beautiful pavilion, but you yeah, got a dick wall. But it's fun. It's honestly it a lot fun. of fun to go take a picture with the dick. A giant penis. Yeah, it's always fun to take <laughs> it, dick now, and it, It's pretty quiet back there by that too. I mean, most of the time until you people start seeing what you're taking pictures of and then they start to see it and then it starts yeah. to just kind of spread. People start laughing. Well, at the last sheet up, we we all went back there to take a photo of it and then when, once people realized what we were taking a picture of, that just, it was like a shark feeding frenzy. That was oh, funny. Yeah. We left, was, everybody was taking pictures of the dick wall. It's kind of a way to bond with people you've never met when you're at Disney. You know how sometimes you have those moments where you're somewhere with people and you're like, hey, that's funny and you kind of all just have that moment where... Yeah. You don't know each other, but in that moment, everybody's like kind of friends in that same moment. It's kind of the same thing. Well, and that's the and that's the beauty of it. it. It really is amazing to see the look on someone's face when you say, "Hey, do you mind? Do you mind taking a photo of us?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And you walk over to that dick wall, and you stand by it, and they just they they bring the camera and they go, "Yeah, 
Oh, I was going to say wow. that. They don't realize it until they're taking the picture of the dick wall. Like, okay, I always, I always remind people, I was like, make sure you do it vertical. It looks bigger. <laughs> well, if you, if you, it's all about the angle. So if you kind of like <laughs> squat down a little bit while you're taking it and angle yeah. it. <laughs> well, that makes everything look bigger. It's... It really is fun to watch people's faces when they lift that camera up in front of their face to take your picture, and they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yep. And then they're like, hey, would you take my picture? That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful pavilion. The architecture here is just spot on, 100% perfect. Even and the bathrooms. Really... I mean, the bathrooms are gorgeous. With the oh, yes. Yeah. I... Handcrafted mosaic tiles everywhere. Hidden bathroom gem right there. Hidden bathroom gem. Because nobody, you know, not too many people go into that bathroom because they're they're honestly walking right past this pavilion. And it's they're not because the bathrooms are right in front. I think yeah, they, they are, are, but they're not really marked. No, they're not. As well as, they're, they're just kind of there. There's some doors. Mm-hmm. And the fa- there's like a little fountain in front of it. Mm-hmm. But this, I think it's the, one of the only pavilions that the bathrooms are right in front and people just walk right past them. It's also, um, I think, the only bathroom... For a couple of pavilions, I think from there's. N- I'm trying there's to think where the, the. There's one in the UK. There's one. In the, there's not one in France. There's. N- no, you actually have to go to Chefs de France for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You have to go into Chefs, and it's not a full size like that one. No, Chefs it's will let you use it, but they may talk about you. <laughs> yes, they will. No, that's only if you, you if you go in through Monsieur Paul and try to guess to use the bathroom. <laughs> well, same entrance. Mm, I thought the entrance for Chef de France was in the front. It, it is. is but, I mean, but if you, you can you can use both to go. Yeah, in Yeah, if you house. go in the back door, there's a couple of steps down into Chef de France or the spiral staircase up to Monsieur Paul. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome pavilion. I I love I love the architecture. I love just sitting in here and just chilling out. Having a drink. Uh, they do have some good sangria here, I will say. Uh, Andrew's had sangria before. Uh, our, f- our friends have had sangria while they go through here. It's, pr- it's pretty good. It's quite solid. Uh, so let's talk about some of the food and drink. Because there's, I mean, look, there's not much to do in the Moroccan Pavilion, but there's plenty to eat and plenty to drink. <laughs> there is plenty. Plenty to eat and drink. Um, so... When you're walking into the Moroccan Pavilion, you will see close to the water, that is Spice Road Table. There is some seating outside, some seating inside. There's some beautiful stained glass windows that are kind of in between the bars outside. Like a, It's almost like a fenced-in area. And it overlooks the water, so you can watch the fireworks from out there. There's a lounge, if you will. There's a bar inside the front door. You don't have to be patronizing the restaurant to go inside. You can go in and get a sangria or um, any number of other drinks that are in there. Um, but like we said now, there... Now, Josh, can you get them to go there? Um, I th- think you can. Oh, nice. I think. Um, I have not personally done it, but I believe they will give it to you in plastic and you can take it to go. Um, they, like we said, the, the food options there. I mean, their menu is... If you were to look at it on their website, I think it's four and a half pages Whoa. of stuff in Spice Road Table. That is a lot. It's it's very very big, and they they do things like lamb sliders, and um, you got hummus and olives for appetizers. It's it's very staple 
Mediterranean food, but it looks kind of... They put a little more of a flair to it, It's hence the spice name. It's a little more adventurous. Um, if you look at the sliders, um, you know, you could tell it's, it's a nice um, gourmet bun, and the, the patties are extra thick, and it's not a simple... You know, down home comfort food. It's got more of a flair to it. And they can they have hummus fries and lamb sausage. I mean, and they also do seafood. They do yellowfin tuna. Um, they of course every restaurant at Disney has a strip steak. Um, yeah, for ten for a, people like me, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's uh, and the prices it'll run you thirty five bucks like every other Disney strip steak at a single uh, table service restaurant. That's not a signature. Uh, pricing doesn't really vary between lunch and dinner, and it doesn't look like the menu varies between lunch and dinner either. The portion size may change, um, but I, I don't think so based on the pricing. Um, but as far as the drink menu, um, you can get um, the Tangier's Breeze, which is peach <coughs> vodka, Midori, and pineapple juice. It sounds like Adam's favorite. <laughs> melon <laughs> on melon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my a tongue lot will of swell up. It'll be a lot of fun <laughs> for everybody yeah. around. I I read that. And I'm like, oh, that's just not a cocktail for Adam whatsoever. No, not even um, close. They have a pomegranate mimosa with uh, pomegranate that. juice, pomegranate juice, orange liqueur, and uh, sparkling wine. It's uh, and of course they have the sangria that everybody seems to love. Um, you can get that. With either white, red, or a sparkling certified organic wine, uh, you can get that. A, and that's actually not a bad deal for it because if you get a pitcher, it's thirty-six dollars, and that's yep. quite a number of glasses. Yeah, it, that's that's a lot. I mean, by the glass, it's twelve bucks. It's still not terrible for not so Disney drinks. So it's like buy it's like buy three get two glasses free. Sounds Basically. like New Orleans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think they'll give you a straw. I don't think they'll give you a straw for the pitcher, though. Damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a spout. I mean, you can always. Take oh, even better, just like. You. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will hold it. It'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you head across from there, um, that is uh, Scott already talked about the Tangerine Cafe's location. Um, right outside, there's there's the blue and white tiled fountain, which is. Usually, typically, there's a photo pass photographer out there. It's a very pretty spot because you got that fountain. You have a little bit of the metal furniture sitting off to the side for um, Tangerine Cafe, and then you've got the tower in the back, and you've got all the city. Um, that is another standard, quick service Mediterranean Moroccan food. They've got shawarma, uh, Moroccan kefta platter. Um, you can get vegetable platters. Um, you can get a saffron rotisserie chicken, which actually sounds very delicious. Uh, for the last time I was in there, it looked and smelled amazing. It for quick service. I mean, it's eighteen dollars for that. Uh, it's, and it's huge, only, though. It is a huge portion. I think it's half a chicken. Yeah, it's cheap for something that's made with saffron. That's right, exactly. It's, but it's only served with yellow rice. There's no other, you know, special sides or anything. Um, the shawarma platters, vegetable platters, they come with the uh, couscous with the vegetables and the raisins. It's the same couscous that they have inside Restaurant Marrakesh, only it's a salad, so it's served cold. It's good either way. I love couscous. 
Couscous is fantastic. I I like it. I have seen pictures where sometimes people have had the bigger pearls, but for the most part, when I've had it, it's always been the smaller couscous. Oh, like the, uh, like Israeli couscous. couscous. I like Israeli. Yeah. It might be Israeli what they couscous. can get availability-wise, but uh, I like the smaller. Um, they also have tabbouleh, um, marinated olives, a lentil salad, and you can get the couscous salad on its own as a side for about five bucks. Also inside, as Scott mentioned, there's coffee, and of course, you can get baklava and assorted, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) assorted uh, Moroccan pastries. Um, Yes. So while I'm talking about baklava, I'll touch on during the festivals, um, food and wine and flower and garden. There is a booth. Uh, Food and wine, it's just called Morocco, and flower and garden, it's. Taste of Marrakesh, and that's on right now. And I have had a couple of things from there, and my favorite has been the fried cauliflower. But Ooh. if you don't, if you don't like spicy, it is. It's got a, a ranch, a chili ranch sauce with it, which it's a real kick. It's a, it's very spicy. It's delicious. I won. Um, <laughs> you can have it without the sauce, but it's still got a kick because um, it's dusted with. It's pretty heavily spiced. It's very, very good. And for the price, it's five or six bucks, standard festival. You get a, a rectangular plate with seven or eight big chunks of cauliflower. You can share it so you don't get heartburn just all by yourself. <laughs> share your heartburn with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's Restaurant Marrakesh, which I've been to. Scott, you said you've been to. I went there um, in 2010, so it's been a while. It's been... I think I was there in 2009. So... Um, the menu does not look to have changed. The The rack of lamb, um, and I'm sorry, the lamb shank is what I had. Um, and it's still on the menu. It was delicious, and it came with the couscous. Um, they, uh, they have a taste of Moroccan salads, which is a, a trio of cold salad you can try. There's some soups, some seafood. Um, they have a lemon chicken tagine, which actually looks like it's pretty good. I may have to try that. The next time I uh, I go, um, that's a half a chicken as well. It's twenty six ninety nine. It's a little more than the half a chicken outside, but it does come with uh, garlic, green olives, and preserved ham. So it's probably a that's an interesting so, uh, spam. <laughs> Potted meat. Yeah. No, 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 I didn't say spotted dick. So. <laughs> at least they're interesting to look at. That's that's the uh, your, the UK pavilion. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and they also have they have couscous. They have vegetarian dishes, just like everywhere else. Um, they do have braised beef, short ribs. Um, they have North Atlantic salmon. Um, they have a, a tenderloin instead of a, a strip steak, but they still have a tenderloin. Um, they have some really interesting desserts. Uh, the Marrakesh Delight. It's a fresh fruit salad with mint ice cream, toasted almonds, and orange blossom water. I Ooh. tried that, um, and it was very, very interesting. And I had some of the, the tea. They pour you a mint tea um, when you're in there, and that's – it's it's pretty good. It's definitely different, but it's – again, it's not like Spice Road Table where it's over the top with spices. It's a little more approachable. It's a little kind of backed off, and I won't call it dumbed down, but – I guess dumbed down. Um, comparatively, it's you know it's Moroccan food on a scale of one to ten as far as the spiciness. It's probably about a seven. 
as far so, as how much flavor. Have you eaten at Jico? Uh, I have not yet. Okay. Because I was just curious if it's the same mint tea that they serve there. Because that mint tea is um, really good. It might be. I don't know. It could be. I mean, I've noticed the more that i Because it been... is an African-inspired yeah, G- restaurant. Jico is more northern Africa, so I'm sure it's probably similar. Well, it's it's Berber style, more like yeah. Morocco. Well, or, I mean, Moroccan mm-hmm. food is, is heavily in, heavily influenced by the Berbers. I, and like I said, I've noticed that if you go to Disney enough and you start eating in these restaurants, you'll see that they do share recipes and they tweak them a little bit here and there, but you'll find something that you like somewhere and then you'll find something else that's similar to it in another restaurant. And, you know, sometimes it's you like the way that they tweak it, or it but it's usually about the same recipe. So, I mean, it very well could be. They definitely have upped this menu a little bit. I remember when I went here, I got... Um, it, it was basically like you pick your protein and they make it shish kebab style and it was served over couscous. And I just remember like my... I think it was it was strip steak and it was overcooked. It reminded me of the beef you get at Ohana, mm-hmm. which comes to you on your skewer <laughs> overcooked. Did yeah. you go for lunch or dinner when you were there? Dinner. We went for dinner. Hmm. Um, I want to give it another try. I really do. So if you've been to the restaurant, please let me know if it's better than it has been or if it's worse and I won't have to bother with it. But I've wanted to give this a try because my son actually does love the chicken nuggets from Tangerine Cafe because <laughs> they're essentially Wendy's chicken nuggets. Well, that's the other thing I was going to mention is if you have kids and you go to these restaurants, they do have a menu with chicken fingers, french fries, burgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you don't like this kind of food, you can always, you know, also have that. But it's interesting that you had that kind of experience because I see this roasted lamb shank on the menu that's got mixed vegetables this has yellow rice. When I had it, it had the vegetable couscous, but mm-hmm. it still had the capers, the zucchini. I mean, it had it all on there. So I wonder... Um, oh, see, I think I would... If I had to do this over again, I would get the roasted lamb shank because, one, it's yeah, on the bone, which means it's a lot harder to overcook something on the bone because that bone is flavoring the meat as it cooks. Yeah, it was delicious. I it honestly me, looks good. It looks really good. For me, I think I'd try Spice Road over this. Oh, I yeah. would definitely want to do Spice Road before I do this again. The lamb sliders at Spice Road are enough to win me over, I think. They look they look fantastic. They, they sound amazing. That coriander, yeah, uh, the coriander spiced lamb, or rack of lamb at uh, Spice Road table really would win me over. That's what I want to try. They Also, if you can get to Spice Road and you can sit out on the water and you can watch Illuminations and whatever comes after it, um, which makes me sad. But if you watch whatever fireworks show is on at the time, I would think that that's a nice spot to be. Um, when it first opened, I remember trying to get a reservation there for fireworks dining, and it was impossible. And now, if you walk by close to fireworks time, it's not packed. It's not like the quick service in Mexico or Rose and Crown. There, there seems to be a availability to a degree to get in there. I don't think you could walk up, but I think if you got a reservation, you could get one close to fireworks time, and you could have a table outside. And I think it would be... I think it'd be really a nice view, um, but some of the, I mean, there's, the menu's huge. I, I'm not even going to go into all of it, but even the hummus fries with the cumin, cilantro, and the lemon aioli, just, they sound, it sounds delicious. So I think I, I would probably give the nod to Spice Road Table as well. Yeah, I mean, Spice Road looks really good, and, and like you said, they did a nice job bi- putting big open windows right on the water, so... You can see the fireworks spectacular, whatever it will be. 
And they, you, you can hear it because they pipe in the music just like they do in Mexico. So they also have um, five different Mediterranean beers uh, available. Uh, Casa is one of them, and there are uh, four others that I haven't seen around some of the other booths. Um, I Some of them I'm not even going to try to pronounce because oh, I will, come on. I will, I will <laughs> butcher these. Um, you got at least try. words that if I, I can't if say. If Adam can do it, you can do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's not fair. Don't cop out. I won't, I won't name them all, but there's a beer from Turkey. I think it's called – it's it's either Ephes or I'm not sure. It's E-F-E-S, which I've never heard of. Um, but I would probably give it a try. I haven't seen it at any of the other – Stands usually. I just see the casa, and there's a couple varieties of that, and then I think they have. I can't even remember anymore. They have something else that wasn't really Moroccan, like Carlsberg or something. Here's the funny thing with with Spice Road, they took a lot of influence from not just Northern Africa, but also Mediterranean, like Greek and uh, Catalonian Spanish. I mean, it, it definitely does have a a nice tapas feel. By the way, Josh, tomorrow you can get a reservation at Spice Road table for eight twenty. See? There, well, that whole go. area <laughs> was very heavily traveled by the different navies of each country. So yeah, exactly. Influences are going to blend, and that's what's really cool about it. You get you get the Greek stuff with like goat cheese or the lamb sliders with the uh, tzatziki sauce, which is mm, tzatziki sauce so, so good. <laughs> Here's and I was able to confirm. I thought I it could was eat it straight. Oh, I love it. I thought it was a brioche bun that they're on there, and I I looked it up, and it is. It's the three sliders are on brioche buns. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're actually, I mean, for, for a slider, they're pretty thick. I mean, they're hefty-looking sliders, and you get three of them. And that's, I mean, you could go there with three people and share that and have a couple drinks and have that as kind of a meal bouncing your way around Epcot. I think that's, and it comes with the hummus fries. So um, You haven't seen Scott and I eat. <laughs> hey. I'll need three appetizers for myself, yes. thank you. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes though you could go different restaurants. I mean, I guess I wonder if you can order those at the bar inside. You might be able to. You might be able. To. I want to check out Spice Road. I do want to check out Spice Road. Go to your favorite trash can, and you, uh, you and I, Adam, we would probably get six appetizers between the two of yeah, us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I've actually taken to doing that a lot. Um, doing sit-down restaurants, though, just getting a, a couple of appetizers and, and a couple drinks, because the appetizers are really good. Um, if if there's nothing on the menu that I really want, without a doubt. Well, that's the problem, is there's a lot on this menu, and a lot of it looks <laughs> really See, good. That, I think that's why I don't go here, because I'm one of those people who can't make up his mind when he gets to a restaurant, and if the menu's too big, it I get overwhelmed. And it, it's sort of like if it's like a cheesecake factory menu where there's four thousand pages in a book. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think this is that bad, but <laughs> they do offer an assorted baklava platter for dessert. Ooh! Um, and when you're in the food and wine and flower and garden booths, they also have baklava, and it's I get it every you know, time five or six bucks. It, it's sticky. You'll 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 love it, but you'll definitely. It'll get the all over your Walnut honey baklava is amazing. What, I'm trying to. What else did we get from there? I know we kefta, got. I get, I get a kefta pocket every time. Yeah, you do. The kefta pockets are good. I had, and at um, something else though. I at know food I and wine, you, you, you got the hummus fries. Yeah, I did. 
Did you get the hum? I have not tried those. See, those were good. The ketchup pocket has changed over the years because it used to be like just a lamb meatball. Yeah. But now it's ground. It's just like ground mixed with the, the tomato chutney inside the pocket. So I pocket. saw somebody the other day that had kefta pockets from there, but they had three of them. They had a lamb, a beef, and a... Uh, what was the other one? Um, I can't remember what the third one Please was Please don't now. say impossible. Please don't say impossible. No, it might have been, it might have been vegetarian. I, I bet it was falafel. It was vegetarian. It was falafel. It was a falafel pet, and those were all three like meatball sized, and then they were stuffed in there, and that looked pretty good. But I don't well, know where for, for flower and garden. I think is the they have the lamb one. Yeah, flower and garden is lamb, and then food and wine is the beef. Yes. Usually, um, but if they have a trio, that that'll be amazing. I'll I'll definitely do the uh, kefta flight. Yes, please. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, yes please. Uh, I don't I don't see that on any menu. I think that it might have been a specialty for something, but I don't see it and i also remember during food and wine there's another booth that's kind of in morocco and i it was like indian cuisine and i got a, a curry there and it was extremely spicy as well i think that was closer to africa that one because mm, if think... there was something that said spicy that wasn't spicy enough for me and i don't remember where the it was the berber it. the berber chicken no it wasn't so, it was something else that was supposed to be spicy i want to say it was in india oh yeah but the problem was the minute you got around the Indian uh, uh, pavilion uh, booth, it was uh, it's it's like full on like uh, turmeric, like you could smell it a mile away. Yeah, the, the curry is definitely strong. Yeah, it is strong. I think that the cauliflower would probably be it's it's really spicy. I'm gonna have to try this. Is well, that yeah, at, now? Is that someone at Flower and Garden, right? It's yeah. at yes. It's at the Taste okay, of Marrakesh so right I now, love so the, you can try the that. Fried cauliflower from Tiffins. So. The fried Manchurian, Manchurian. Yeah, how do yeah, you say? Go, it? Gobi yeah. Manchurian. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I make up my own words. So <laughs> they have they have good food and and drinks in this pavilion. I haven't tried it all because it's it's definitely a something you have to be in the mood for. Um. And. Yeah, sometimes it, it's just not where you want to be, especially, you know, when it's hot outside and things. Spicy food, some people don't like it when it's hot. I, I think love it's... spicy food. I love it. I love it, especially when it's hot, because, you know, you're already sweating, so why not make yeah. it, you know, sweat only, a little the more? The problem, if you have too much spicy food, it can come out in your sweat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. That's a different situation altogether. <laughs> Or, yeah, you'll spend some time in the, the blue-tiled walls of the Moroccan <laughs> yeah, bathroom. Right. It's, it's so pretty. It's a, it's a calming you got nice blue. stuff to look at while you're uh, <laughs> exploding. You, you, you can figure out how they actually, how many tiles it took. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also do have the juice bar there, um, which has kind of like pre-mixed drinks, you know, the smoothie drinks, uh, slushy drinks with, uh, with different alcohol in them, just named for the pavilion. They're, they're not terrible. They're not the worst thing in the world. My only slushy drink is from France. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, they do it. The Habibi daiquiri is, true. Uh, is is actually pretty good. It's, I get it's all rum. my slushy drinks from France. Uh, the Habibi daiquiri has rum, strawberry, and orange blossom water. It's actually pretty good. That's there's hard. a uh, yeah, there's well, a watermelon like a slushy. one. Yeah. The watermelon one sounded good too. Let's see, it's on there. But now you got me thinking about the uh, Le Vion Rose from France at Flower and Garden. Oh. So good. Can't wait, can't I wait. love that. <laughs> but that's not the pavilion we're in right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> we had an unfrozen one last week at Scott's house. Oh. It was pretty good. 
pretty, it's pretty good. It was sweet, but good. It was missing something, and I, I'm, I'm gonna I've tried. Get, I'm going to get a few of them just for, you know, yeah, for, for, research, for purposes. research purposes. And I, I will get back to you as to what it's it was It's too missing. bad we can't acquire a picture of that. The downfall of my martini was the fact that I made it with diet cranberry juice. I'm sure that didn't I bet that's it. That's what it was. I have no doubt it was. And you know what the thing is also is that you have to be super careful when you're mixing things with cranberry juice. Mm -hmm. Because if you get cranberry juice cocktail, that's not cranberry juice. No. Not the same. And it changes the flavor. And anytime you put diet with the saccharin in it, it's just it was too sweet. It's got that extra sweet kick, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that with the... Uh, with maybe cut back on the white cranberry because white cranberry is a little sweeter. So I would probably do like, essentially you need two ounces of of the juice. I would do one and a half of the cranberry and half ounce of the white cranberry. I would probably just leave the white cranberry out. Well, I think that's what gives it a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, Yeah, it gives it a little sweet and makes it a little pale. Yeah. Yeah. It pinks it up. I thought it was purple. (laughs) It's pink. It's pink. And if you, and if, I don't, they serve it. Sometimes they serve it in a pink glass, and other times it's clear. Yes. And I didn't. Yeah. I always thought that the colored glasses meant a double shot, but you can't get a double shot with that. No, this you one can't? can't get a double. Nope, no, can't get a double shot with that. No, because it's a, it's in a festival booth. I think oh, it was. Gotcha. I think it would it would alter the taste anyway too much, and yeah. I don't think it would be as good. Well, because the Saint Germain liqueur is what gives it that that sweetness, not if you, the vodka. You get that with the goat cheese onion tart because the goat cheese onion oh, tart is very heavy and very right. We rich. are so off topic. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, but that's yeah. what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> and it's a perfect combination. Yeah, Morocco, France, they're next well, to each other. But here's the well, problem. I'm getting really funny. what happens when you, y'all are when you put me, a, bunch right? of, <laughs> a bunch of Epcot fan foodies in a chat. Well, yeah. I'm getting <laughs> really hungry. Like, park. not No joke, like super hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to try to eat a lime. Well, now look as <laughs> <laughs> as you uh, as you enjoy your drinks when you're walking through the uh, through the pavilion through the Moroccan pavilion. Uh, there's plenty of shopping to do as well. I mean, this has some of the best actual artists and crafts in the pavilion or in in Epcot. And Tim, tell us about a lot of the shopping that you could do here. Well, I, I feel like I was typecast too. Do the shopping. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, one of my favorite things to do in World Showcase is window shop. We very rarely buy anything because a lot of the stuff that is in these pavilions is very hard to ship home. Especially in Morocco because it's all artisan crafted items. Ceramics, glass, wood, delicate wood boxes. So when you walk through the gateway to the Fez Medina into the bazaar... You're treated to 2,000 years of art created by the Berbers during eight centuries of and- in Andalusia. Now, there's six separate shops in the bazaar. Are there really? Yeah. Wow. I always thought it was one giant shop. I, d- I, I always thought, too. It's, it's six separate shops. Wow. The first one is Tangier Trades, which is the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. It sells jewelry, Moroccan clothing, shoes, mirrors made from camel bones, daggers. Then you have the Brass Bazaar, which has a mosaic fountains, brass silver plates, and mirrors. And that is extended to the Outdoor Bazaar, which sells the ceramic tiles, the vases, of Moroccan instruments, handmade baskets. Medina Arts has more ceramics. Casablanca Carpets, which is probably one of my favorite stores to look through. 
This is cool. I love this. Yeah. I love the shop. Well, yeah, the rocket made rugs, the lanterns. One day I will buy either a lantern or a wall sconce from there. Oh, it, I'll have <laughs> to have it ship it because I won't. I won't trust taking that home. When we were there in uh, in November, we took Lisa by there, and she was like, "I want this for the barber shop." She's like, "I I so want this like Moroccan style lamp," and it was like two hundred and fifty dollars. Because it's, it's yeah, beautiful jewel tone colors. It's yes, they're gorgeous. Bright. Yeah, very, very beautiful. You pay for it, but they're very mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff here is very expensive. Yes. And it's probably the most um, famous, well, not famous, but what everybody remembers is the Souk Al Maghreb shop, which sells yep. the belly dancing stuff, the couscous cooking utensils, the fez hats, and of course the rose water. And they also will have from time to time a henna artist outside so you guys can get your head of tattoos if you're so inclined. I like the fact that it actually <laughs> sells like clothes. Yeah, like real. Right. Yes. Real I, love, I, I love the wood boxes made from the Thuya trees. Mm-hmm. I, I used to collect different wood boxes. I have wood boxes from Turkey, from Italy, from all Knox- over the place. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Yes, yep. you do, too. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, I have two of them, actually. <laughs> I had to think about that one. <laughs> I was going to say, if I'm going to start my belly dancing career, I should probably shop here for my, uh, for yes. my clothes. We'll help you take out an outfit next week, in two weeks. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear that while I hold the flag and guide everybody around. Awesome. <laughs> Stepping even, up the flag bring that. Game. You better bring that next week. They even it's, have uh, DVDs on how to belly dance, so you can yeah, you not only get your kick, you can train. <laughs> I don't know if has a DVD player, but whatever. Yeah, what's a DVD player? Can I stream it? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure if you look it up on YouTube, somebody has put it up on I'm YouTube. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. is, is there a way to link it through iTunes? But if you walk to this bazaar, I mean, they pipe incense smells to this whole bazaar, so you actually feel like you're walking through a North African village. It's it's one of my favorite places to walk through. I, I just feel bad we've never bought anything here, and I, I think I'm going to remedy that soon. We're going to have to buy something from you. Well, I mean, the thing is, the thing that shocked me and, like, everybody else, because it's, it's a bazaar. It's, it's, it's an old school, like, when you think about it, bazaars are just a bunch of little shops, and that's, what, that's why it's so easy to confuse this as one big right. shop, because mm-hmm. everything flows so naturally into one another, and everything makes it, it feels like one big shop, but that's what a bazaar really is. It's and, a bunch of little vendors just together in one spot. Unlike the other pavilions where the shops are separated by either a storefront or totally separate buildings, this is all literally under one common area. Yeah, and that, and that's what's really, really cool about it is that you can kind of just wander through here and go from place to place and see all of these crafts. I, I definitely love just walking through here and checking everything out. It, it's such a cool, cool atmosphere. The only, be, I get sticker shock, though, every time I walk yeah. through. I was going to say, sometimes I get claustrophobia. It's a little yes. bit of a tight squeeze, yeah. and it gets busy in there. Mm-hmm. But, like, looking at the prices on some of the things, it's like, it's, it's oh, handcrafted yeah, no. stuff. So, yeah, I is. don't care. But it is, it's but, very expensive. Well, it's like, it's, it's like walking to the perfume shop in Italy. It's like, no. whoa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's definitely pricey. If you want a. Now, here's the thing they have Moroccan Persian rugs, 
that are I mean look a kit is it's a small kit which is uh, or the the large carpet kit which is the one foot by two foot carpet and then a three that's foot not a carpet, by that's a placement that's not a very large carpet <laughs> yeah, that's a placement well that's that we'll get to that in a minute um, and then they have a long runner which is a uh, four foot or three foot by six foot carpet and then they have a six and a half by ten foot carpet and all of that runs you four hundred and ten dollars which is oh, not a bad shit. price when you consider mm. what you're getting. Oh wait, wait does wait, that all that at? together is four hundred dollars? All that together is four hundred dollars. Oh, wait, wait, okay, that's, that's never the bad. ones that I've looked at. No, no, the ones we've looked at are pricier than that because they have some that are up there. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I want to say the one that I really liked was fifteen, at least fifteen hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are the those are the handmade ones. Yeah, and that was just for like a six and a half by ten. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a whole set. That's, that's I mean that's still a big rug, but yeah, fifteen hundred. Yeah. I mean, and with with pets, I'm not gonna spend no. fifteen hundred. No, no, I have dogs. They throw up. They pee. I know yeah. that <laughs> would be a wall hanging, <laughs> not a you rug. You can get one of the you can get one of the machine made ones for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Essentially, is what it will run you. And that's not terrible. Why, why would you? I mean, you're talking to somebody who spent a hundred bucks for a hand painted ostrich egg. That's true. <laughs> in, in <laughs> Animal Kingdom Lodge, so. I would. I want the handcrafted. One. Yeah, you like, can get a machine crafted one from anywhere. Yeah, I could go to Home Depot and get That's a true. Yeah. machine crafted yeah, Moroccan rug. Doesn't I mean it doesn't have the same effect. That is know, true. Handmade, it's so much nicer. But the craftsmanship of this, the artisans that make these these handmade goods, they're 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 phenomenal. And I haven't used that word in a while, but they are phenomenal. Used it twice. You used it twice. Yeah, you used it earlier <laughs> to describe the red breast. Oh yeah, the red breast is phenomenal as well. <laughs> I used to throw that word word around a lot. So people yeah. were getting drunk off of it. But if, if the early it, episodes, <laughs> probably easy 10, 15 times. Well, you know what? Maybe that's that's what it took to enjoy those episodes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ten or fifteen shots. Uh, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful shopping here and. Probably some of the best shopping in Epcot. As we move on, there are, there has been and always will be some great entertainment that comes out of Morocco. Okay, I haven't seen the new band, so I couldn't even tell you. We've never, I've never seen any. I have. You've never seen the. I've never seen Moroccan. Oh, Moroccan! Oh, we've seen Moroccan. Never seen Moroccan. Last last April. When I was there, I actually have a video I took of the of an entire song of the band on the stage. They were incredibly good. Um, what was that? What was that band? Music. Um, um, uh, um, oh God. Aramenko. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> Aramenko. There were it's way too many vowels in this word. <laughs> it's kind of why I picked you for this one. <laughs> But I mean, Moroccan was a classic. Oh, and yeah. that's you the the female singer. Yeah, we we watched, we stood and watched that for about a half hour or however. I mean, just shy really? of it, of it being done. I took a, a video. They were incredible performers. Um, it was absolutely entertaining. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you'd overlook the Moroccan pavilion's entertainment. It was very good. Um, well, Moroccan had a following, though. Oh yeah, and they they were great. I mean, Moroccan was awesome. Did they still have a belly dancer? No, there were yeah, no off kilter. Well, but they went away at the same time, and people were just yes. as upset when they went away. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, well, yeah, Adam, they Disney still was, have a belly dancer. Disney was slashing Epcot's live acts at that point. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, Off Kilter was, was great. This this new band is really good. I was really impressed. I, I was engaged by the performance, which usually when you're watching live entertainment like that off to the side, it's kind of like, yeah, this is cool. But I was, like, captivated by it because it was just so – it was so different and – they were very good, and they were all in sync, and they just were absolutely entertaining. Yeah, I mean, this is more, uh, I mean, music Aramanco is definitely more traditional Moroccan music than Moroccan. Moroccan was a... Um, kind it was of a, fusion. Yeah, it was a fusion. It was more modern. They played guitars. They definitely did more of a modern twist on Moroccan music. This is definitely more traditional, and they, yes, Adam, they still have a belly dancer that comes out, and it's cool. Don't hate it. I haven't seen it. I, I've seen Moroccan. I haven't seen the new band. I'm not going to lie. When when did the new band come on? 2014? Yeah, 2014. Okay. Because there was also definitely a Berber-style band that was very short-lived. This one didn't quite make it. So it was the Lumberjacks of the Canada It was. Oh, that was... We actually stopped and watched it just no. to see what it was about. The Lumberjacks or the... Yes. No, the Lumberjacks. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. Adam, no. do you have a list of the bands? I couldn't find a list. The ones that came up with Moroccan. Moroccan was there for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, it was music, um, Amer- whatever you say it, <laughs> however you say it. And... That was really it. I really looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find the Berber band or anything else. I mean, I, the other entertainment that they used, they used to have, and I don't know if she still meets there, but Jasmine used to meet at Lamps of Wonder, and I don't know if yeah, she's still there I think there Jasmine or not. and Aladdin still meet there. They do. They, they actually meet in the bazaar now because it, it allows them to get out of the sun and get out of the uh, heat. Um, Benet Al-Huwarate. Oh, I'm so sad I missed that one. <laughs> Pretty cool. They did more of like a beat and rhythm and chant kind of uh, dance. It was one guy and all females behind him, and they were dancing and singing and chanting. They didn't stay very long. Wasn't there also um, somebody who used to tell the stories of Ramadan? And That's during the During holidays. the holidays, they have during a the Ramadan yeah. storyteller. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go into the holiday storytelling stuff. So I mean, there are there are some good acts here. There have been, and and I like some of the music here. Uh, the the new band is is pretty damn good. And of course, you have the entertainment actually in the eatery. Yes, inside Restaurant Marrakesh has their own band and belly dancer. Yes, and they are they are. Wait for it. Legendary. Phenomenal. Oh. Ooh, I thought you were going to twist. They are. A little they bit. are legendary. They are. They, <laughs> actually, they absolutely are legendary. They have been there for a, quite a while. It can get. It can get a little loud in there if you're okay. not wanting the noise because people like it enough that they cheer and clap and. But it's it, it's really good. On a scale of like beer garden loud. Yeah, uh, it's, it'll get it's there. Up there. Be- because people, okay. it's the crowd that makes it. Though it's not, you don't have the trumpets and you know the band like that. It's a guy with a piano, organ, 
you know, and it, it's the music itself is more subdued, but the crowd really gets into it. And they have a dance floor, it, so you can go dance. Yes, with them they as well. do. <laughs> and all the tables are around the dance floor, so if you're lucky to get one right on the edge, you uh, you might become a participant. Mm-hmm. Because that belly dancer <laughs> will bring will bring people up and, and belly dance with you. He will come get you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> if Pop Pop the Angel gets enough drinks in him, he'll do it. Yep. <laughs> okay, Pop so the uh, at the Angel? sheet up in April, <laughs> uh, your job is to uh, get them to Ma- Restaurant Marrakesh and get enough uh, get enough liquid courage inside Tim and let's see him shake that thing. Shake what your we'll mama gave you. We'll be lucky if Tim's well, going to be able to stand after April. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more likely a September thing. But for those of you that have seen the New Orleans videos, you know Pop-Up's got some moves. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a... It's, the, the music here is great, and I love just walking through the pavilion and listening to the music that pipes in, the music that plays from the, uh, from the stage out front of... Uh, out front by Spice Road Table. It's a great great place to go hang out also you know before we before we leave the moroccan pavilion uh wanted to talk about some of the tips and tricks and things you can do inside the pavilion that uh most people don't think to do take a picture of the dick wall does that yes it does (laughs) (laughs) it certainly does um so josh do you have anything that you uh you would highly recommend to do oh um that's kind of tough. I mean, really, the best kept secret is the dick wall. I I really like to sit it's not on so the much edge. A secret anymore? No, it isn't. <laughs> We've made sure really, of that. <laughs> I really like to grab a drink from anywhere and sit on the edge of the fountain. There's that blue and white tiled fountain right out front, um, next to the uh, Tangerine Cafe, right in the middle there. It's a photo pass spot most of the time, but if you sit around the back. There's a trickle of water. You can people watch in the area. You can see the band perform from there. They're kind of off to the side. And you can look at some of the greenery that's planted next to the buildings. And it's just in the middle of all the, the bustle of Epcot. You're still seated there and you're, you're watching people. But it's a nice, quiet, sunny, pretty spot to sit and just kind of take it in. It really is, and and that's one of the best things that I can say is just grab a if it's nighttime, grab a coffee. The, over at the Tangerine Cafe, they have uh, Moroccan espresso, which is if you're a coffee drinker, this is something you got to get. It is so good. It's flavored with nutmeg and cinnamon, and mm. it's 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 powerful. It'll just get it'll get you going. <laughs> get that, get that, and a baklava, and mm-hmm. just sit on that fountain or. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not even. I'm not even saying Baklava's you. Baklava my weakness. I'm not even saying <laughs> you, you, could, you can't have a drink afterwards, but get well, get sure. this and enjoy it. You could even sit at one of those tables outside, and sit. As you long mean as the trash cans? <laughs> no, those are those are the, those are the specialty tables. tables. <laughs> um, generally, I found that the uh, tables that are around the Tangerine Cafe, it doesn't seem to get the love that some of the other places get because if you look at the menu it's big words that are hard to pronounce um so sometimes that scares people off so you can sometimes find a seat there when you can't find a seat anywhere else and it's slightly exotic and i think that's does that does tend to um steer people away 
from the pavilion is that right. little tiny hint of exoticness that people are a little bit afraid of. But let me tell you, lamb shawarma, chicken shawarma, it's damn good. Not going to lie. Falafel? I had on the cruise, lamb shawarma almost every day. <laughs> if you, you, you want to know where Scott, where um, Adam, Mikey, or James were, they were at the shawarma station. Shawarma station. <laughs> Constantly. If you couldn't find them, that's where they were. <laughs> It's it's really one of my favorite cuisines, um, Mediterranean overall, because it's so versatile, and the sides and the proteins you can pretty much do anything with them. I mean, hummus and pretzels as a snack, I'm pretty sure you can. Well, I don't know about pretzels, but you can absolutely get hummus there, and you know that's a good snack. It's pita chips. Yeah, pita chips, um, something like that. Hummus and is amazing. Hummus is great, and um, you know theirs is good. It's no exception. You know, but I also love couscous and baklava. And, I mean, it's just such a versatile and it's it's an, it's slightly adventurous, slightly exotic, but it's not over the top. But the words and the names they scare people off. They do, they do, and and that's that's a shame. I, I also, you know, we talk about value, like time, value, money. There was someone in the group wanted to know. You know what? What can I do? How can I not spend too much on on food and stuff? And I want to go down on a on a real budget. Like I said on episode seventy four, when we did sixty dollars a day, we had a I think a sixty dollars a day budget, right? I don't remember, but that sounds right. I was I wasn't on that. Episode. I think I think it was sixty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars more than Rachel Ray. We, look, we had to we had to make sure we we account, one accounted for inflation, two accounted for Disney pricing. So we did six dollars a day where we talked about going down on a budget, and I said go get the chicken and lamb combo, and you can share that between two people. It is such a large amount of food, it really is. The the Kefta flight, you could definitely split that. Oh. No, we'd be fighting uh-huh. over that. Nope. There's no nope. way we're sharing. Yeah. Have you just met me, Josh? <laughs> I'm not saying you. I'm saying somebody else that's down there on a budget. Normal people. Normal people. The normal people who are able to share like a like a whole meal between each other and feel full. And I'm like, I'm ordering my own appetizers or my own entree. You don't share. No. Yeah. No, that's not true. Tim usually doesn't finish, and I get to eat whatever he doesn't finish. But I usually don't share mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, somebody normal on a budget, you can absolutely share that, like the kefta platter or. Yeah, the kefta platter is huge. I mean, yes, it is eighteen dollars, but think about it—you split that between two people, it's nine dollars. I a- remember where I saw it. It was a Tim Tracker video. He got the kefta, the kefta flight. One of the tips and tricks that I kind of found uh, is that when you're walking through Morocco, and we talked about the artisans who create these mosaics, um, take a look at them, and you'll notice there's some sort of flaw intentionally done in each mosaic, and that's because basically, again, the Islamic people. Um, believe that only Allah can create something that is perfect so every mosaic has a purposeful flaw in that because it cannot be perfect I think that was I think it's really cool it's it's a great testament to the culture the people and the society of Morocco it's it's really a wonderful wonderful pavilion for me my only um, tip or trick would be, Yes, the food is a little adventurous, so why don't, if you're down during a festival time, when, is it not festival time at this point? (laughs) Always. Go out of, uh, I mean. Three months out of the year? Yeah, basically June, July. 
June, June, July. June, July. That's June, it. July. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Because half, of, half August, of August, half of August half of is uh, food and wine. But try, uh, try, try the food cart. Yeah, try that, that little stop. You're only out five or six bucks if you don't like it instead mm-hmm. of eighteen exactly. twenty. Yeah. And if I'm there, I'm sure I'll eat it for you if you don't like it. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> My human vacuum cleaner. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is necessarily a tip or a trick, and I'm surprised that none of you guys had mentioned this, but the attention to detail was so hard in this pavilion that if you're staring at the pavilion straight on, you can see the backside of Tower of Terror. So they designed the backside of Tower of Terror to blend in with this pavilion. To not ruin the aesthetic. And that's really cool. I was going to mention that, but I wasn't sure if it was that to be amazing. mentioned yeah. in an episode about Tower of Terror. So I'm like, well, don't mention it in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it definitely goes here. I mean, that's and that's a it really cool fits. that's a really cool feature that they did and really cool attention to detail that Disney did with uh, with that with Tower of Terror. Um, one of the ones that I would suggest, one of the tips I would suggest is go over to the Marrakesh kiosk or go to the Tangerine Cafe and ask a cast member for a guided tour of the pavilion. They will walk you through the pavilion and point out certain things for free. It is a 100% free cost and they want it because they want you to, they want to educate you on Morocco because... Again, Morocco is kind of a mysterious place for most of us because we don't. It's not a. Tr- it's not a typical travel destination for American tourists. But go ask them for a tour, and they will literally walk you through the pavilion. It takes about 20, 25 minutes. You can ask questions. They'll they'll interact with you, and they love doing it. So highly recommend you do that. Just don't ask them about the dick wall. Da- well, yeah, that would be yeah. bad. <laughs> bad time. Well, I know, I know. You know what? I will. I will ask him. What is the significance of this? Because no, it's literally actually, a weird. What? It, yeah. What is that? <laughs> I think actually, it was the architect common... saying, "You know what? My boss is a dick. A penis. <laughs> My boss is such a dick." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "King, you sent me to a fucking Orlando. You sent me to America's penis to design this. I'm gonna put a dick <laughs> in this yeah. pavilion." <laughs> it it almost. Yeah, I can't. It almost looks like it would have been a chimney or, or something but I, I probably yeah I don't know I mean, it's it's sort of like the stupid ejaculation plant in um Avatar, yeah. Avatar yeah. <laughs> in, in Avatar yeah. in, uh, Pandora, that, that's yeah. completely that's completely unnecessary I don't no it's not oh it's, come on yes, that is totally, oh, sorry, it's totally so fun. Fun. Ethan loved that Gr- thing gratuitous <laughs> I don't know absolutely <laughs> Because you know it was a it was a disgruntled Imagineer who's like doesn't like Joe Rody. He's like, so I'm gonna put an ejaculating plant in the middle of Pandora. I mean, I could understand if that was in the movie, if there was a plant like that in the movie, but I don't remember there being that plant. There isn't. There, there are two more movies. Maybe maybe it'll yes. show up. Well, we found out that eye. there are also phallic symbols in the Mexico Pavilion. Oh so yeah, and yeah. in the Wonders dis- of Life. Disgruntled Imagineers like to. Well, draw dicks. For now, there is the wonders of life. Is probably or not? not no, I'm sorry, not the wonders it, of life. Um, the land over the, the land, the mosaic on that wall. There's quite a little bit of phallic there. Actually, no, it's big phallic. It's pretty big. There's a pretty big phallus. Soren too, if you sit on the sides. <laughs> yeah, that Eiffel Tower's got a really 
It's an interesting curve. <laughs> well, you know, hits all the spots. That's a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> all the phallic symbols in Disney World. Hitting all the spots in Epcot. Hitting all the spots in Disney World. I'll be glad to join for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should hope so. You gotta, you gotta pay off that uh, boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, by the, by by our pay scale, you'll have to do like twenty or thirty more episodes. Well, yeah, because we don't pay him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Pay scale. He's the head of HR, and we don't pay him. <laughs> that's, this is true. We pay him in booze when we see him. All right, yeah, so I have a okay. quick question before we wrap this up. Yeah, if you can throw in. An attraction, mm-hmm. not Aladdin based, mm-hmm. cannot be Aladdin based. That's my only caveat here. What would you do? Oh, uh, ooh, mm. I, I smell a future armchair Imagineer episode. Okay, I mean, we, we it was just something like quick that I would. I, I know what I would do, and it's gonna sound like a cop out, but last year was the first time we actually Adam and I went and did all of the movies in World Showcase. I would love to see a tourism-based Moroccan movie. Sell me on going to Morocco yeah. for vacation. I would love I to see that. I think that'd be fun. But give me a seat, because... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to lean rail. Canada, I don't want to lean rail. Canada makes me lean on a rail. China makes me lean on a rail. No, I want a seat. Give me a seat like Canada. That's a really like tough question. France has the seats. France has the seats, yeah. That's a... You know, that's a... Highly underrated show. I love the French. It has it has beagles in it. It can't be highly underrated. Beagles and baguettes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And booze. Lots of wine in there too. Yeah. yeah. So. And really good classical music. Like. Yes. Amazing it's soundtrack. Excellent. Yeah. It's when excellent. we when we talked about the uh, um, the France Pavilion on episode seventy six, I think it was right seventy six. Yeah. The classical music in that is amazing. Uh, one other one other thing I would uh, I would put in I would like to see some sort of um, flying carpet based attraction not so much Aladdin but someone you just killed Tim <laughs> Tim are you dead. happy now <laughs> something really something yeah something like so almost like Soren or like I used to like you flight of passage where you could actually get on this carpet and you fly through uh, the parts of Morocco and almost do a tour of Morocco that way kind of blend your tourism video of Morocco with my flying what carpet. If they, what if they did that similar to um, one of those single rail suspended roller coasters where you put like two people Oh, that'd be car. cool. Something like the system that Peter Pan is on only make it like a roller coaster. So they lift you up and then you kind of fly through. So you actually are moving. So it's not another simulator. It actually be would awesome. be... A roller coaster type, right? And you could have it pivot so that it stays kind of flat, like a flying carpet. Kind of like, uh, what is it? Uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah. I mean, not as many screens. I think you'd have to do screens because you'd have to keep it out inside. I would like to, I would like to do something almost like if you had wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a throwback. But if you're going to do the magic carpet, if you had wings, you took, it was a classic dark ride. That took you through all these places. So, replace the cart with some sort of flying ca- carpet mechanic mechanism, and you're yeah, good to go. Yeah, pump in some like blowing effects to feel like you're flying faster. Yeah. And, oh yeah, definitely. Sp- yeah. Spitting camels. Yeah. Spitting camels. Watch spitting. out, they spit. So, 
so does the chick wall. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> I was about to say It's that. a chimney, I swear. <laughs> hey, have you seen my chimney? It's phenomenal. Rub it hard enough. Spit. <laughs> um, no, I, I, actually, Adam, that's a beautiful attraction right there. Right there, combine all three of these. Tour of Morocco, flying carpets, if you had wings, boom, you're welcome, Disney. Yeah, that's good. I, Open, I do like by the that. Way, by the way, all of a sudden, opening in 2022 is the uh, Moroccan ride. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Cousin Joe, we want royalties. Yeah, I was going to say, I want royalties or park passes. <laughs> Listen, you got my Party Source Rex idea for free. <laughs> this one we're charging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, definitely go check out the Moroccan Pavilion. Uh, it's actually, fun, fun fact, it actually has a prayer room for Moroccan cast members. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, if, and if you want to see it, just ask a cast member to be taken to it. It is a wonderful, quiet place, and the inside of it is absolutely beautiful. You cannot take pictures in it because it's a, it's actually a house of worship, but it is a sight to be held. It is really beautiful. So go definitely uh, check it out and go see go see it. Ask a, ask a cast member to show you the prayer room, uh, and they'll gladly take you over there. And it, it, again, it's it's non-denominational. So if you're, you know, Christian, Jew, uh, Jewish, uh, Islam, you... did you just forget the word Jewish? <laughs> yeah, did. Well, I was gonna say Judaic, but I mean, I was gonna say I think we all may need to visit the prayer room after all this dick wall talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have what that are we shame. Shame. I would have that scene from uh, uh, what is it, uh, Devil's Advocate, where Al Pacino touches the holy water and just singes. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> We're off on the road to Judea. <laughs> By the way, that is the wow. third, third history of the world reference in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. I'm sorry. Gotta love Mel Brooks. <laughs> you look like the piss boy. <laughs> uh, but definitely go check out the Moroccan Pavilion. It's a wonderful place. Most people just walk right on by it because there's no attraction, no movie, and the food scares them off. Don't. Don't. Enjoy this place. You know, go go experience something new and something exciting. I mean, it'll it'll open up a whole new world to you. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. The fucking puns. Oh, the God. pain in my side. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that hurt. That really hurt. Oh, I had to. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. I don't for me it's not the exotic of the food that turns me curious. It's the size of the menu. Yes. And, and, but it's intimidating. But here's the thing. The It's intimidating. The menu at Marrakesh is yeah, it's got pictures on it. So if you walk up to the kiosk, they can actually show you what everything you're going to order and look at. And you also have to remember that a lot of those, like the Spice Road table menu, is a lot of drinks and mm. juice drinks and non-alcoholic drinks and things as well. You can get a lot of variety of things because they have that bar that you can walk up to inside as well. And it's all on that same menu. Oh, I can. Yeah. So right, I, that I didn't know. The there's still a lot of food. Don't get me wrong, but out of a five-page menu, there's probably three pages of food. But it's it's not 
it's not as much as it seems. I mean, it's still a pretty big fat menu, whereas Marrakesh, I think, is just a... It's a front, too, yeah, two it's sided. front and back. Yeah. See, but I th- I'm much more intrigued about Spice Road. It, it's got so a nice much. fusion to it. It looks, it looks I, really I nice. I don't like my food dumbed down. I will say, um, our friends Bob and Chelsea, they have e- they eat there a lot. They really like that place. They go there. Spice. Yeah, Park. they go there on a regular basis uh, after but, after work after the parks um, to just go get some quick bites and some good drinks. I mean, Maybe I, I could see. I I love North African cuisine. I love Ethiopian food. I love Moroccan food. I just don't know why we've never gone here. I, I would say I've heard very mixed things about it. Marrakesh, it's, I would like to, I would like to hear someone who's been there recently and convince me to go back because it wasn't that good. Like it was on it was on par with the food quality of Ohana and then it's bad. Oh. Ohana sucks. Yeah, I don't know if I'd I go that low right. with it. Sorry. I mean, I hope it I hope <laughs> it's gotten better, but my my couscous was cold, the beef was overcooked and, and like lukewarm. It was not very good. The beer was good. I like Casa beer. I really do. Yeah, but you can get beer. Yeah, I can get beer. The you, you don't go to a restaurant to get necessarily get beer. You go to a restaurant to get good food. And I'll say, I I did like the food at Tangerine Cafe. I got I got Ethan got the chicken nuggets and I got the chicken and lamb shawarma, and it's really good. It's very good. And it's half the price of going into one of the sit down yeah. restaurants, and it's basically very similar food on a paper plate instead I mean, of a. I mean, I would say my. My number one choice to eat at. And so, uh, as we do this, this is our ultimate Epcot. So, the ultimate Epcot Pavilion of Morocco. So, off off what you guys know of the menu and what you or and or what you've had, what is what would be the the one establishment, the restaurant establishment that you would you would put in the uh, ultimate pavilion? Let's start with For me. Yeah, let's start oh, with Adam. Sorry. For me, it would have to be Spice Road. It's the location. It's a walk-up bar. Yeah. I can probably order, like, you can usually order some food items at the bar. So, I mean, this would be probably the best spot for me where I can, and it's, I'm an adventurous eater. I will try things. I'm never afraid to try something that, unless it's, like, really off-putting, like spam, but, (laughs) um... I, if, look, if spam I go, to, is I, not no. adventurous. I've said if I go to Hawaii, I'm getting spam. <laughs> There's no way in hell there. I'll eat seafood. I'll eat no, um, <laughs> just just no. Which when, when anything Adam that out. makes that kind of noise coming out of a can <laughs> and it looks slimy, you can, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. 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 It's exactly. No. Just no. Just no spam. <laughs> Say no to spam. Um, but <laughs> I, I like spam. And this is a guy, this is a guy who won't eat bacon, but he'll eat spam. Yeah, can't figure that one out. It's the smokiness of bacon I don't like, which is the same reason why I don't like Isla whiskeys because it's smoky. Yes, but but give him a, a barbecue that's been smoked for hours on end, and he'll eat that. Oh, it's yeah, come over soon because the barbecue weather's about to start. Yeah, I can't wait to uncover my grill. I know we're down in the thirties again. I, but for me, like a, a spice road, hands down. It's something that I I don't get here. Yeah, that I can't necessarily get at home, living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. All right, that want to check out. All right, Josh, what would you say is your establishment? I'm gonna have to say Spice Road as well, just because it's we have some Mediterranean restaurants here that are extremely good, but they're more like Restaurant Marrakesh. It's more of a 
I almost want to call it just everyday comfort food kind of Mediterranean food, whereas Spice Road Table has that flair. And as Adam pointed out, it's got a walk-up bar. Uh, the only thing that I would like to see that become is almost like a nomad lounge kind of place where you could go sit and have some of the small plates while you have some drinks without having to do the full restaurant. That would make that the perfect, perfect spot. Yeah, if they could, if they could have more of that, like Moroccan lounge with the big plush couches with like the silk pillows and the silk um, like throws that are behind it, and then you have those like uh, those pendant lights with the stars and the the tin cutouts. That would be. You really think they're gonna put a silk thrower on a five year old? Because. I- well, it doesn't have to really be. <laughs> you know what? Throw, throw a couple of those big red velvet pillows with oh, tassels yeah. on them in the corner, oh, yeah. and let that and let us just chill on those. Because I'll be honest, sitting on metal, basically patio furniture, while eating a meal like that is not the most comfortable place to sit. Yeah, which that's what they have out there. It's not wooden chairs. It's they don't have any padding. It's you know the round seat and metal, little metal legs and that's what they have out on the patio I would like to be able to sit in a big comfy like yeah red velvet with gold tassels on the pillow just you know give me like a giant corner yeah. full of those and that would make that place make it look like a harem yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> My, I, Mikey I want a Moroccan harem t-shirt <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm, with the parade to the dick wall every hour. <laughs> yeah, Mikey's, Mikey's hit C-Madge's bourbon room, so he's probably dead by now. Yeah. It's, uh. like, it's like Nola all over again. Mm-hmm. Mikey's having an out-of-body experience. We might be looking for a new t-shirt designer. So. That's true. <laughs> no, I, I dig that. I, I would definitely... I think they need to have more of a lounge area as well. The only thing I'm thinking of is... Because the last few vacations we've done were run Disney events. I don't know if I'd get back up off <laughs> like a cushion on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> as, as long as it's open and you can buy drinks, why would you? Yeah, this is a good point. I can just roll like through the rest of that. Eventually you have to get up to go back to your hotel room. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe. But I mean, Epcot's usually open for at least 12 hours. Well, Tim, if it's a harem, you could just sleep there. That doesn't mean anything. To me. <laughs> uh, Tim, what about you? What would be your uh, your establishment to to call the ultimate of? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Spice Road Table too because I'm not an adventurous eater. Everybody knows this, but I feel like if I'm going to try something, it's going to be at Spice Road because this three lamb slider deal, I'm really curious about. But if I'm not feeling adventurous today, I can get the strip steak. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good combination, a good fusion of everything. Um, and I'm gonna echo. I, I think I'm gonna echo what everyone says because, as much as I love like the idea of restaurant Marrakesh, I the food. The last time I was there, the food was was so subpar that it has deterred me for ten years from going back. Um, and there's been a lot of trips in ten years that I probably should have gone back, but just don't want it close second a really really close second is tangerine cafe it is a wonderful value i agree if you're looking for a good value this is the place to go it is such good food everything is delicious the beer is great the coffee is amazing um but spice road table and and again i want to try it so bad just breaks the ante because there's this like 
nice fusion of Greek, Mediterranean, and North Africans, all all of these cuisines combining together to make a perfect uh, uh, a perfect world of, of good food. And then, then you throw in a, a full-service bar that you can not only get what drinks that they have available, but you can call drinks there, too. Like, you can, you can ask for drinks that you know and love or uh, ask the server for recommendations, and they'll they can make recommendations so and here is a big kicker is that restaurant meaning that bar they take tables in wonderland yes they do yes they so, do so you nice. can get 20 percent off your epcot drinks which is huge that's gigantic mm-hmm. like a big so, giant i just had to phallus. look that up <laughs> somewhere on a wall yep made of cement <laughs> um, so, all right. So then, the the last thing we have to vote on because there's no attraction is the uh, the entertainment at Epcot. So, uh, Josh, what's your what's your ultimate Epcot or your ultimate Morocco entertainment? Uh, I'm not gonna butcher the name of the band, but uh, the band. Please do the band out front. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to Come say on, it. Somebody, uh, Josh, Scott, you do Scott it, Josh. said it. Try this it. is not how three sheets rolls. You got to do it, Josh. <laughs> I can't even remember what they're called right now. <laughs> I will send you a message with it. Isn't All right, it? go oh, ahead. I'm out here. I, ha- I still have it open on my. No, I don't have it. Open. It's music. Uh, Aram Aramenko. Yeah, you did better than I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music Aramenko. That's what it is. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're fantastic. Yeah, they're. I hadn't seen them because um, I think it was it was 2015 or 2016 when they came on and we didn't see them the that year that we went there because we had gotten a dinner reservation as we as just as they were coming on and we booked it so um the last trip out we decided to stop because they came on and it just they were captivating they were just that entertaining which a lot of musicians can't pull that off i mean some of the other bands and things there they're on the stage but they're not engaged with the audience this the audience was dancing and i mean it was it was pretty good yeah and yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna echo this music aramenko has a wonderful wonderful uh vibe to them they really do and and like josh said the audience participation but the belly dance will come off stage and she will pull you and she will have you dancing with her and she'll have kids dancing and it's a lot of fun it really is it's a it's a good it's a good entertainment it really is all right Adam? I'm choosing Moroccan. I haven't seen Music Aramaco, or whatever you say it, but I, I just haven't seen it, so I don't know it. So, But I have seen Moroccan, and I enjoyed them. So that, I, it's at liberty to change if I have time to see the, if I have time to see the new act. But until I do, I have to go with what I know. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you'll, make, you'll have to make time. Definitely make time. We'll and, and they've got a we'll wonderful... sit you down in front of them. They've got a nice little stage area that they've <laughs> built up for them. Um, it actually is a really cool staged area. It's kind of set back on as you're walking from France. It's on the right hand side. It's a it's a good it's a quality uh, quality performance area. Well themed, and it's it's got a good volume to it too. It's not subdued. I mean, it's when you walk by, you know that it's on. You don't yeah. even have to stop. It just it's right there, but it's not too overwhelming. You know, sometimes you get acts where the bass is is so much pounds in your chest Feel like, through your right, chest, yeah. yeah like i don't want to stop right now all right tim what was your ultimate entertainment i don't know i i don't have one because i've never seen entertainment at the moroccan pavilion but i 
I feel like I would love to have seen Moroccan when they were around. I feel like I took advantage of the entertainment at Moroccan and didn't see any of it. So I would love to have seen Moroccan before. I wonder if they're on iTunes. They are. They're probably or, are, not yeah. on iTunes, on Spotify. They're on Spotify. I'm sure we could find something on YouTube, too. Yeah. Uh, also, Mariachi Cobra is on Spotify as well. I listen to them all the I time. Love Mariachi Cobra. All right. So, look, I th- our, our ultimate Morocco Pavilion uh, features the uh, the Spice Road table, but secondly, uh, the um, the Tangerine Cafe, and then it features uh, kind of a fifty fifty mix of uh, music, Aramenko yeah. and uh, uh, Moroccan. I think that's something that. I want to do next trip. It probably not April because I don't know if I'll be in any kind of shape or form to do it after running. But I think I want to just try to hit all the different entertainment I can see in Epcot because we've done all the movies at this point. We've done all the attractions. The next logical step will be seeing all the entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, Epcot's got some great acts. You know, probably some of the best acts for live entertainment. Um, while we did a live entertainment quickie and we, we mentioned only a few of them because there are some that are okay and some that are nice to walk by around, but, uh, there are some great acts. Go check them out and definitely go check out, uh, music Aramenko. They're really good. And, and again, nothing you have to plan for. You just walk by, listen for a few minutes and continue walking. Or if you get sucked in and you wind up standing there for the entire performance, that happens too. And Hey, if you belly dance, make sure someone videos it because we want to see it. So if you've been billy dancing over at, at uh, Music Aramanko, please go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets, and share that video of you belly dancing, because we'd love to see that. We've seen Pop Pop the Angel shake his booty on stage in, uh, at Hoop Dee Doo. We've seen him shake his booty on stage in NOLA. Um, hopefully, I love shaking shaking, my booty. hopefully we'll see him shake booty that booty that over at Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Got lots of attention. If, you, if you're at the sheet up in either April or September, um, buy Tim a lot of drinks and sh- uh, usher him over to yes. the Morocco Pavilion. And you could have just stopped and buy me a lot of drinks that and, and <laughs> see if we can get him on stage with the belly dancer from Music Aramanko. Before we close this week, I did want to read some uh, some messages that I actually got in response to our uh, our last show or last quickie uh, on the Club Thirty Three on the Catwalk Bar. So we did last episode. We did a Catwalk Bar DHD, which turned into a little bit about Club Thirty Three. Um, we have some firsthand info from a listener, uh, so he wanted to remind me that there are a couple corrections he needed to make. The lounges in Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot are all open and operating. They're just lounges. They do not serve food on a... Or they do serve small bites, but not dinner service like they do at Disneyland's Club 33. The Animal Kingdom should be open by the fall. Now, currently, memberships are being offered to the general public via direct invitation from Disney. So you have to be invited. Uh, Golden Oak residents got first dibs last spring. 
Now, fun fact, there were actually some residents that were not offered a, a membership. Really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Uh, some, some of the people at Golden Oak were, deter- were, quote, determined not to be a good fit for the club. Ooh. <laughs> right? Ooh. So, so we're never going to get that in. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm hearing, yeah. right? <laughs> Three sheets of cul-de-sac will not be. Well, no, no, we can get on the cul-de-sac. We just can't get into Club Thirty Three. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say the three sheets of cul-de-sac will never be invited to Club Thirty Three. Your money's good enough to buy a house <laughs> in this development, but it's not good enough to get into our club. <laughs> that, but yeah, you can you can keep Marcos, <laughs> but you're not getting into Club Thirty Three. But that's oh, that's that amazing. Ridiculous. That really that really is a testament to how exclusive this is. This is not just like get a bunch of Bill Gates. Money, you you may not get in. Um, I'd be so now he did say that he did tell <laughs> me that there are a couple of complimentary food and beverage items. So for your fifteen grand a year, you do get some complimentary food and beverage items, but alcohol and small plates do come with a price. So you're probably getting snack mix and, and soft drinks for free. Um, so now this person, he's a Disneyland. No, he's Disney World. Disney World Club 33. It's just Disney World. Just Disney, oh, World. Disney yes. World Club 33. Um, okay. He said, however, the cost for those small plates and cost for those alcohol is very com- comparable to quick service in the park. So, you know, eight okay. nine dollars for some, from some food items, ten dollars thirteen dollars for you know little entrees kind of thing. Uh, and he said the food on these quick service items is very very good and on par with signature dining. It would have to be. Have to of, be. of course, it has to be. Yeah. Um, now they, uh, they. He actually corrected me on the number of fast passes because again, this was all rumored. So now I have. We have firsthand info. Uh, they get sixteen instant, non-restricted fast pass. Walk up, tap your magic band, and you're on the ride. So fly to passage sixteen mm, times. So you don't even have to like. Make a reservation. Nope. You just walk up. Oh, that changes. You just things. walk up, tap the magic band, and I'm get ready on the ride. to sell a fucking kidney. <laughs> is that is that what that we call fuck things. you money? Yes, that's, that's exactly what that is. That is absolutely fuck you so, money. Flight of passage, sixteen times in a row. By all means, go ahead. Well, we've done it six times in a row. So um, the fifty freebie hoppers are for guests, and they have the same fast pass benefits when touring the parks with any member. So you bring guests. And their magic band is loaded with 50 during their stay. Boom. 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 So. Yeah, but you have to be with the. Uh, yes, you like have to be the with the member. Has to and be once those 50 are gone, your guests don't get any more. So, you, you know, you use them. You bring guests and they get they get on the ride. So basically, you know, 50 times throughout so, the year for your for your guests. That's that's not terrible. But you, you get 16. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. 16 per day. Hurt. Jesus. God, I mean, that's basically you can cover all the attractions in a, in a short trip. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, easily. I mean, you think about fifty, but it's one day. So, yeah. Are they park hoppers? Yeah. yeah. Any any park? Yeah, no park restrictions hoppers. whatsoever. No, I'm talking about the one day tickets. Oh uh, yeah, they are park hoppers. Yeah. Okay. So there's. Wow. Um. All right. So the other a couple of other. I mean, he had a lot of corrections because again, we don't know any of this stuff. We're not. We're not Club 33 members. Because we're not yeah. members. <laughs> the minute I got this text, I was like overjoyed. I was like, can I share this? He's like, yes, you can. Um, the five-day-long VIP tours is correct, but they can't use it for any of the pre-arranged tours like uh, Kingdom of the, uh, Keys of the Kingdom, okay. the Africa Trek, etc. Those kind of things are not included. 
Um, the benefits don't include Disneyland <coughs> Resort other than Premier Passport. So you can go to Disneyland, but you can't actually get into the uh, restaurant or the lounges there, the Club 33 stuff there. Now, membership is almost full. He said it is nearly full, but they will open a few more spots once Animal Kingdom opens. And then it'll go on a wait list. Just like Disneyland. Just like Disneyland. Um, now, he said that the Hollywood Studios is beautiful, but Magic Kingdom Resort, uh, or the Magic Kingdom Lounge is his favorite. The other thing he said about Walt Disney World versus Disneyland is a very laid-back, family-friendly environment, so there's no special dress code. Uh, no reservations have to be made. You kind of just walk up, tap your magic band, and um, you know you go into the lounge and kind of hang out. Well, that makes sense, though, because it's yeah. a lounge. It's not, yeah, it's not a restaurant. And he said, basically, it's, it's a very nice place to relax and recharge when the parks are insane. And that basically once that level of service, like once you get to this level of service, it is hard to go back. Basically, think of any concierge level service you can get at Disney World, and it's like times 10. They literally take care of your day for you. Well, shit, here I thought I was special at my top of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as of... My little Epcot DVC lounge. I'm staying. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bougie plebs. Well, they, they, they took my chase lounge away from me to build this, so I mean... Yeah, that makes me sad. Yeah. But as of now, each lounge does have its own separate menu. There's only a couple items that do overlap from time to time. And they consist of like five or six small plates, four or five desserts, and some um, uh, signature bar snacks. And then they have signature cocktails at each lounge in addition to full bar service and a handful of different wines. So, tight lid, a, t- a very tight lid on the information because I've never seen this anywhere online. But, so, you heard it here first, folks. And big, big thanks to the uh, the listener who sent that text. I really appreciate it because... Does he need new friends? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Does he need new children? <laughs> Is he adopting anyone lately? <laughs> Lots of good information, so I really want to thank you for sending that in. Thank you for correcting us, because look, we're not members. I mean, we want to be, but we're not. And someday, maybe that'll change with the Powerball. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't have fucking money. <laughs> That's the only way it's gonna change. It probably won't though, because we'll be those people like you're not invited. You're not invited. Well, we just have to be nice <laughs> enough to get it. Well, no, because they can revoke membership at any time. <laughs> see that corner of Golden Oaks? You must never go there. <laughs> yeah. Those are those crazy drinking people. <laughs> the cul-de-sac. We'll, we'll make our own Club 33. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as we finish up tonight's show, if you've been over to Morocco... You know, Josh, you've got tons of photos of this place, I'm sure. So in tons. in the yes, link I that do. we put up for the show each each week, every time we put the we post the show to the to the Facebook group, I want you guys to bombard that thread with your photos of Morocco. Show us your dick pics. Show us your. That's we are all I am seeing in our <laughs> near future from your post. From your question, it's just a whole bunch of pictures of the dick wall. That's coming right. Up. That's right. <laughs> Share your dick wall pics, whether they be past, present, or future, <laughs> or smoking. Uh, <laughs> They're future than I don't know. Past or present dick pics. <laughs> let's see them. If you knew about this back in 2010, share that pic. Uh, my first pic was back in 2011. So I'll show. I'll share my 2011 dick pic, and I'll share one from 2019. 
2019 coming up. Also, share the pictures of the pavilion because it's really absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, guys, as we finish up the show, uh, Mikey's not here to plug Magical Meltdown, so I'll do it for him because we have a really, really exclusive release coming up, and that's the Sheetles over at the Magical Meltdown. Mikey is doing an exclusive release, and the only way to get involved with this is on our Facebook group in the announcements page. There is a thread where Mikey's got his order forms for the Sheetles uh, Nautilus t-shirt. This is a one-time release. This is not going to be made available after that. So make sure you find that thread. Make sure you message Mikey. Message him your size. Get your payments in. We are coming close to the uh, the close on that mark. Uh, it is available in every color as long as that color is black. <laughs> and it is available from every size from, a, from youth small to uh, 4XL. Now you get two options. There is the classic, uh, you know, cotton T-shirt that that you can get uh, at uh, Magical Meltdown, or the super fancy Uber Bougie Tri Blend, which I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp the good stuff. I love the Tri Blend. Tri Blend is the best. Um, so yeah, the the. Uh, the basic spun cotton is $20. It fits normal, so order your size accordingly. The soft, supple, heavenly goodness of the Tri-Blend is $25, which is actually cheaper than T-Publix. The T-Public Tri-Blend is like, on normal price is like $29 or $30. Uh, and it's a little more fitted, so if you're worried about feeling you know, a little bit snug in your shirt, you don't want to order a Schmedium, uh, make sure you size it up. <laughs> That's the one where I would order a medium. I need a little bit more room in that one. <laughs> um, normally, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid small. <laughs> Adam, Adam, your face just says it all. I, I'm just <laughs> behaving. I'm being nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're worried about feeling a little lumpy, size up. Um, shipping is five dollars for one shirt, eight dollars for two, and ten dollars for four. So message Mikey. Make sure you get over to him and and. Tell them all of your uh, your details. You'll need to include the color, which is black, <laughs> the size, and shipping details. Uh, and then that way he can get back to you on how to uh, uh, how to uh, get in uh, get in this this awesome exclusive club of owning the Sheetles Yellow Nautilus T-shirt. I, I, I spoke wrong. There are two colors: the basic spun cotton is black, or the soft tri blend is a navy heather. So that's what you get. If you want the tri-blend, it's the Navy Heather. And all of this, both both these designs, really would look good on either. So make sure you get over there and get those in. Get those orders in because that is closing soon and we don't want you to miss out on that. And there are no host faces on yeah, this. Yeah, no show, host faces. So. And, and look, Todd Miller was a little bummed about that because he likes our faces. And look, mine is absolutely, uh, mine is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> he can see ours whenever he wants. He that's lives true. like two hours away. Uh, we're, we're probably seeing him in two weeks. So. But... This, well, we will definitely be seeing him in two weeks, but we'll be maybe seeing him shortly. This is, uh, this is a lot more difficult than what Tee Public does and just ammonia-based, pl- uh, plastered on some t-shirts. This is, uh, this is actually <coughs> screen-printed, you know, color by color. So uh, we, couldn't do sh- we couldn't do faces on this, but it'll still look great and you're still going to love it. So I'm getting mine for sure.
All right. I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. If you enjoyed the show, go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. It's the best way for us to be found by more people like you who love Disney and love Disney drinking and love Disney debauchery and love taking pics in front of a dick wall. But you can also find us over at Instagram and Twitter at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, you're taking a picture in front of the dick wall, tag us on Instagram and don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets, three sheets Nation uh, so that we can like your photos and give that little heart thing that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, but if you really want to interact with us, head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. And that's where you can become part of three sheets nation. That's where you can get in front of all the, uh, the debauchery and all the, the Disney drinking and all the fun that we have over there at, uh, at Facebook. Uh, it's also where you can kind of be part of the sheet up. The sheet ups are coming up and they're going to be a lot of fun. Tim and Adam, you got one coming up in April. Yo. Yes. Two weeks? Yeah, in just two weeks. Three, Three weeks. weeks. Two and a half weeks. Well, when this drops, it'll be less <clears throat> yeah. than two weeks. Yes. And what now? Now, what do we got coming up? We got two sheet ups <laughs> coming up in the at the in this year, uh, April and September. Tell us a little bit about each one of them. And plug them so that. Well, April is pretty much almost wrapped up at this point. Um, if you're running, we do have the running group. Um, corral assignments have been announced. Most of the people who are running are in F. Except for Todd Miller. <laughs> You're not nice, He's Daddy. in G. It's, it's only Todd. one behind him. Is he the only one in that corral? Yeah, oh, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he runs to that song. You know what, Todd? Make sure you put that on your iPod when you uh, when you run. There will be, like, I know I'm running Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I will probably be hanging out Sunday night, and we're there till Wednesday, so we'll probably be hanging out a bit Monday night and Tuesday night. So look for announcements of where we'll be after hang after drinking or like just going to a lounge. Um, September is literally right around the corner at this point. The main meetup. If you're not paid by this point, you probably missed it. Because there's been multiple announcements on the page. You had to be paid by this past Tuesday at noon. Yep. Again, that's not saying that there won't be other smaller events. Like we'll head to a bar, we'll head somewhere. There'll be other things that we'll all get together with. But the dinner is pretty much book solid at this point. Definitely keep an eye on the page because you never know when when there could be, say, uh, a, a quick meetup and say... Uh, the Edison, and you too can forget that you've ever, ever been to the Edison. What's the Edison? <laughs> I've never been exactly. to the Edison. Isn't he the guy who made yep, light bulbs? That's that guy. That's uh, okay. He, so yeah, okay. the guy who stole his designs. Definitely, Tesla. definitely check out some of the uh, some of the stuff going on in the Facebook group. That's where you're gonna have a lot of fun and become part of Three Sheets Nation. And we have new converts every week, and every time we tell them to do one thing. Josh, what is that? Answer the answer the question. Head of HR says answer the questions. He ain't letting you in unless you answer the questions. And then you're gonna have to fill out all the forms and the HR packet and sign the waiver and read the rules and. But yeah, definitely go over to Facebook group facebook.com/groups/three-sheets. Answer the questions, and if you invite your friends, make sure you tell them to answer the questions as well. There are 15 people hanging in limbo right now, and they will magically disappear. Like Thanos. And make sure you answer all three questions. I'm not going to allow a partial quiz. Oh, no. You don't get partial credit. You don't get partial credit. 
I think the the problem is with the third question is that nobody ever scrolls, and they only see the first two, and they miss. That's the true. Part. Scroll down. <laughs> Scroll all the way down. Well, we like attention we to get, detail. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of people that only answer one question. <laughs> this is true too. Yeah. Uh, so look, a lot of <laughs> doing Scott math. <laughs> hey. Scott. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yes, and just so you all know, the sheet up will be five lovely days and twenty-seven lovely. Well, you got to make the most of your nights. <laughs> it's the Jungle Cruise. Uh, look, we we had a lot of fun tonight discussing the Moroccan Pavilion. It's a it's a beautiful place uh, that that unfortunately gets passed over. So, like I said, make sure you share what you've done in Morocco. All the details. Even the dirty ones. So, especially I feel like the there's a story ones. there you're not telling us. A good a gentleman never kisses and tells. Well, I'm just gonna have to call <laughs> him right now and find out. And, and 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 you're not a gentleman, so just tell. <laughs> well, no, you'd have to you'd have, you'd you'd actually have to uh, to talk to Bobby on that one. Ooh. We have a fun. We have a fun story about marathon weekend, bachelor party weekend, and uh, the dick wall. We've heard the bachelor yeah. party weekend stories. So. That's the that's yes. the that's the one. Uh, so yeah, go over to our Facebook group and check it out, guys. A lot of fun tonight. Tim, give me some closure remarks. You're first tonight. First tonight. Wow, that's that's a shock. I want to thank the, the head of HR from coming down from his cushy office on the 16th floor of Three Sheets Tower <laughs> to the basement here in the studio. Hopefully it's not his last time because he has a new boom mic today. <laughs> you can't expense that, by the way. Oh, man. So you know right now. Hey, aren't I the accountant? <laughs> Technically, yeah. yeah they, did, they, they stopped allowing me to be the accountant. Because <laughs> he, he ran up three sheets black. Card, well, so. I like nice things. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's a lot of fun tonight, and hopefully, like I said, Josh will be back. I'm sure I you hope will. So. Yes. And we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, we'll be there a couple days before everybody gets there, but uh, we'll be leaving a little bit earlier too. But we'll be there for a week. So nice, nice. All right, Adam, give me some closing remarks tonight. Again, thanks to Josh for joining us this week. It's been fun having you on, and we'll see a lot of y'all really soon. Yeah. And we already have our first semi-2020 meetup with the dope. You guys are so strange. I don't know why you're doing this. Yes, but there's a cruise after. There's a cruise after. You have become cruise horse since going on one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is what three cruises in yep. like two years. It's fine. I blame James. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh, give me some closing remarks tonight. Well, thanks uh, for having me on. It was a lot of fun, and uh, my office is waiting for me. And I uh, definitely have to go back up there to the 16th floor. It's not that cushy though. I don't have the pillows in the corner with the the frilly uh, tassels like I wanted, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> No, yes, uh, that, that requisition was declined. <laughs> that's because the accountant is pretty cheap. Well, he's got to keep us in the black. <laughs> you know, that's why you hired the Jew. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's been fun. I definitely hope to uh, to come back on again. And uh, yeah, especially Ultimate Epcot because you know that's my favorite place too. I could probably live there if I could find a way. Ooh, show topic. Hmm. 
I like. Where to hide out when the park closes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> we here at Three Sheets Mouse do not condone staying in Epcot after hours, nor trespassing, nor committing any other violations of law that will get you either banned, removed, or trespassed from the park. Uh, however, Pixar, it didn't happen. Oh, he even speaks lawyer. <laughs> I do. All the time. <laughs> I do. Uh, well, I want to say, Josh, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you filled in that seat nicely for Mikey. Uh, sorry if it smells a little bit. It's the ginger in here. It's, it's all right. I'm going to go take a shower. Yeah. But look, we want to. I want to say, as I do every week, thank you for listening. We love having our listeners uh, share where they're listening to the show, whether it's in the car, uh, on your run, uh, in the burn pile back in the backyard there, Matt Holmes. So I want to say thank you from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse. Thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time and until next time. So long for just a while. And thank you. Was that a <laughs> slow clap? <laughs> was a slow clap. Damn. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.